welcome to the Right Balance Podcast. Bob, thank you for coming back. This is your brother, Joe. Yes, sir. Thank you for introducing me. Joe, welcome, and thank you for the experience we had on Saturday. How would you introduce yourself, and where can people find you? And uh, what did we do on Saturday? (laughs) And the closer you are to the mic, the better. Yeah, last Saturday, we went to a private gun range I belong to. Um, I'm not sure... uh, like you're talking about Instagram stuff or yeah, your, your Instagram or the website of the gun range if people wanted to sign it's, up for membership. My Instagram's a uh, foot torque, but it's F T T O R Q. Um, the website for the range is uh, westingunclub.com. Talk about the three gun too, and but that's your assistant match director. It's uh, I'm the assistant match director for the uh, three gun discipline. We I, I love the older brother, the older brother, yeah. younger brother, like yo, come on, man. Yeah. First time ever doing this, so no, no, it's all good. But uh, yeah, they uh, I got into it. I don't even know how many years ago. At least five, maybe six, maybe even seven. I don't know. Um, I've always been into firearms. My dad grew us up around guns. We've been hunting, since kids shooting. I mean, I he used to take me out. I couldn't even shoulder a, you know a small twenty two. I used to have to put the buttstock under my armpit and. Just set up bottles and cans and all kinds of stuff. And um, I've been shooting since as long as I can remember. Yeah, the, and the initiation when we were kids, a dad would put us the shotgun out that we could barely pick up. And he'd put <laughs> double odd buck in that thing and would knock the shit out of us. Yeah. So Holy that shit. was like, you know, they'd sit there and laugh their asses off. And we're all sitting on our ass. Uh, it's just, like I said, it's as big as I can remember from BB guns on up. Yeah, and, and I was going to ask you to start with PB guns, and then yeah. PB guns, twenty twos, shotguns, yeah. all that good stuff. He never throw us anything that would cause any issue, but I mean, he, he started off small and brought us up all the way up <laughs> until we're you know feel comfortable around all uh, pretty much anything. But that's amazing. Uh, now, th- did you guys grow up in California? Yeah, I did. And so in California, fucking PB guns, pellet guns, rifles. Because it's changed so much, oh. you know, and it, it's it's like, I, I hear very few stories about growing up with guns in California. I mean, yeah. I, I know people, like the, the dirt bike stories that I was telling you. Yeah. My friend's dad, he was an Olympic, uh, he was an Olympic uh, American winner for archery. Oh, and wow. they had a big collection of guns and they taught me how to ride bikes and all this stuff. But that was, that was in the mountains of Santa Cruz County, like in L.A., you guys always been Southern California, right? Yeah, you don't yeah. you don't hear it a lot. <clears throat> well, I mean, we not too many places to shoot around here. There's a couple ranges, but I mean, we used to just go out to the middle of the desert and just shoot. Yeah, you know, like out in Bakersfield, Button Willow when we were younger. Now nah, it's a little different. They got so much stuff going on, but yeah. that's how I found that range. My uh, my uh, stepdaughter, she went to school with uh, one of her best friends, and we were you know just BSing and. Come to find out that her best friend's dad was really into guns. And he st- we met one time and started talking about three gun. And um, he said, why don't you come check it out? So, like, every time I try to get people to go and introduce them into the sport, like, they're all like, oh, I'll go watch. I'm like, no, 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 no. Just come shoot. I, I regretted it because I did the same thing. I said, I want to shoot, see the gear and this and that. And I uh, thought I needed everything beforehand. But you don't just, just come out and have fun. But uh, I went out. And I kicked myself in the ass because I was like, shit, I could have did this easily with what I had. Yeah. So, I mean, the next month I had everything and started shooting. And I've been basically balls deep ever since. But 
Uh, we shoot once a month. There's all kinds of other disciplines. There's pistol, uh, all kinds of different rifle disciplines. So, I mean, we even got the Western uh, old six shooters and old school shotguns. There's a division yeah, you, you, for you that. You guys were telling me that there's the people that dress up. Oh, full, full on fucking cowboy. Full and, personas and everything. Yeah. Man, it's, it's hilarious. And, and, they're, and, and not only the way they're dressed, they're full character and, yeah. you know. Yeah. So. Drawn from the hip. Oh, yeah. But we... Uh, I, I did it for quite a few years, and then one of my good buddies that I met through, you know, in the sport, um, he took over as the match director for Three Gun. Because the old guy, uh, the old match director, was moving out of state to uh, Arizona, and uh, he off asked me if I wanted to be his assistant, and that's how I got into it. You know, being the assistant match director. But um, now, now th- this is a very uh, unique range. It's first yes. off, it's private. Second, it's membership only. Third, there's a waiting list. I mean, yeah. Let's talk about that range. Uh, fourth, it's it's very clean and, and beautifully organized. Yeah. Uh, it seems like they have a lot of activities. Yeah, it's a great organization. I mean, there's where, where, a, where is it located? You know, I think uh, it's technically considered Lytle Creek. Lytle Creek, yeah. which is still Southern California, yeah. off the 15, right? Sierra. Yeah. 15 in Sierra. 15 in Sierra. Just north of the freeway. It's basically not even five minutes once you get off that exit right there. Yeah. Yeah. But it's unique because, you know, there's been a couple of ranges that were private, but like this one, I mean, it's deeded in the property that they can never rezone the area for housing or anything like that. So um, they only allow it. It might have went up a little bit, but I think at one point it was only like 1,300 members total. They have limited memberships and stuff like that, but a full membership's nice because, like you saw, when you first drive through, there's a little pistol range, and then there's a, the rifle range, but then when you go into the back, there's all the bays, so you have full, you know, it's first come, first serve. There's a calendar you can check because they do reserve bays for, you know, certain shooting discipline, you know, the matches and stuff, so you kind of got to figure out which bays are available, and it's whoever comes first gets it. Um it's nice. I mean, you can go there twenty four seven as long as there's no, you know, there's yeah, a. You were mentioning f- that that that's. Um, yeah, I mean, you can go in the middle of the night if you want. <laughs> do pe- I mean, I'm sure people do it. We we've have seen, night shoots we've like seen it's them. competition. Yeah, you go in at nights and you do everything with flashlights, you know, on your guns. Oh, you do it flashlights, all like that type of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because I mean, for a second, I'll be honest. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck would you do there at night? Even if they were like to light it up, it'd be like shitty lighting. But yeah, if you go with your flashlight, it, it's very they, they tactical. They try to make it pretty tactical, like pretty realistic, like that. You know, you got to go around obstacles, and you really probably have to use your flashlights to be able to see stuff like to that. Guide so through, they, they yeah. do have competitions at night up there too. Just yeah. Like yeah, test out your night sights. Well, some yeah. of the night matches you'll have to use weapon lights. Some of them do have lights staged for certain areas and stuff like that. So you kind of get the dynamic of having to switch your light on or off or. Stuff like that, but yeah. So you you guys have a big collection of guns, and this is this is like a passion, and and I, you work there. But how often are you shooting? Um, I kind of went a f- little bit at first when uh, I did a couple three competitions. Uh, I just got a lot going on, other things I like to do, golf, you know, make moonshine, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. So it, you know, it, it's not as and and then he'll give me crap, but when it's hot, I'm not shooting. Yeah, weather's got to be perfect for him. I'll be in the golf course or my pool. You know what I mean? So it's like, uh, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll wait till it cools down. So I'm not that hardcore anymore. Bob, how would you? I've had you on the podcast. Thank you for being back. You were just on like three, four episodes ago. Uh, A lot's happened since then. Um, How would how would you introduce yourself? And and what are you drinking? 
Um, I guess this is Bob Moonshine right here, you know, uh, brother of Joe Sewell here. Uh, um, I guess uh, just, you know, we did the podcast on my moonshine and stuff like that. I actually went and did a, a, a tasting on another member he did a podcast with uh, at a Top Gun event. So mm-hmm. it was kind of cool. First time I'd ever done that before. I actually bought a table, went out, and everybody thought I was professional. You do this for a living? I'm like, yeah, I did all the yeah. time. Actually, the first time I'd ever done it, and it was, uh, man, I had a blast, and uh, they said it was a hit. Yeah. So uh, it's kind of cool, you know, and people ask you questions you get to talk about, just like I did in the podcast. So, you know, been moving around a little bit, stuff like that. And he wants to probably have me come to a couple more events because it, now it's. You're talking about Kai, right? Yeah, yeah. It's Shout like, out to Kai. Kai, yeah. I mean, how often, uh, like everybody says, I, I'm kind of used to it now because I make it, but, you know, to have somebody come and do a tasting of something you've probably never tasted or you can't get. Yeah. So it was kind of unique. So it, it it's it's Kai Kai Chang, and he's been on the podcast several times. Um, he's a unique guy, and he likes exclusive stuff. You know, uh, like, and I think most people, I think most people like exclusive things. They probably don't know it. You know, they're so used to like the masses, but once they try it, they're like, "Holy fuck!" Uh, I have a good friend of mine. He has one of the biggest uh, alcohol collections in the world. Uh, I mean, he's got, it almost looks like unlimited bottles. You know, he has multiple bars and it's just bottles, stack, 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 stack. I gave him a few shots. He drank this. He's like, I, I need that. I don't have it. I don't, I, I, I don't fucking have it. Yeah. You know? So that, that's, that's what I was talking about that. I, I needed some bottles and um, it, it's, 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 it's a fucking kick-ass skill, man. Like you think of a zombie apocalypse, end of the world, you know, what are you going to trade your services for? Your, you know, how are you going to get ammunition? Well, you're going to make fucking moonshine and trade this for whatever the fuck you want. Like that, it's a beautiful yeah. skill. Yeah. Somebody that grows weed, fuck it. That, that's a skill. Like it, it's, it's valuable. Yeah. It's very valuable. I'll be that guy at the outpost that has the bar and all the guns and everything too. Yeah. And stuff like that. You like know? in a video game and shit and you're yeah. like trading stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. but this is my 135 proof rye. I've been aging for about five months. Amazing. So that's what I'm 135 proof. proof. Fuck. Yeah, I get it from him. And he, uh, I introduced it to my circle of friends, and they're like, oh, I've had moonshine before. You buy it at the store. And I'm like, you ain't getting nothing like this, man. <laughs> <laughs> nothing like this. No. It's so funny because I, I was like, you know, I, I've, been, I've been setting up the TV now to like have the image of the people that I'm representing and, you know, names and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, and there was two choices I ran into. And one was a, 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 you know, a big, fat American dude with a beard, a jug of moonshine and a shotgun, or the American flag with bullets and guns in the background. I was like, let me just go with, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well, I but said it, that when I showed up to the, the tasting, I had just got off work, so I'm in slacks, dress shirt, and he's like, you're not what I expected. Yeah. <laughs> You're boring. I was expecting <laughs> this guy to show up looking like a redneck or something. You know what I mean? Just total from the moonshiners. He was, he was tripping out. He was like, wow. So this is, I, I shouldn't ask this, but I'm so fucking curious. I'm going to ask this. Um, I was watching Ozark. Have you seen it? Yeah. Okay. What's the difference between a hillbilly and a redneck? Your hillbillies, from what I understand, are like they come from the mountains. They're you know Tennessee, the Appalachians, stuff like that. Hillbillies, right? Rednecks oh, is on the hills. Hillbillies, oh. <clears throat> and they're not something to mess with, from what I'm being told. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I've never encountered one exactly. Uh, you only see the movies, but my daughter does live in Tennessee, and I've heard some stories. You, you don't go up on a dirt road up there, and you don't mess around up there because 
you know, it's notorious for that. You know, that's the, um, <clears throat> yeah, that's, and then that your name. rednecks are, you know, Oklahoma, you know, sun beats down on them all the time. That's old school redneck, you know, yeah. lands, stuff like that. I guess that's, I'm sure like we talked about moonshine, you know, there's different categories too, but that's the best I think I could describe it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I was just, I was just curious because there was a, a clip where they were talking about the, the hillbillies that were on the mountains on the hill. Hatfield McCoys or hillbillies. Yeah, he, he was, uh, he said, um, he gave a story before he fucking killed the guy, and he was like, yeah, you know, the, the, the hillbilly and the redneck, you know, when Adam and Eve existed, and God said, don't touch the apple, and the redneck was like, but why wouldn't we touch the apple? God gave us the apple, and he grew the apple, and we're here to enjoy the apple, and he bit the apple and fucked up, and the hillbilly, kind of his point was at that point was, the hillbilly is more patient than the redneck, you know, and, and yeah. it's something like that. That That's why I was like, how, how do I describe they, this? But they have their own set of rules, you yeah. know, from, you know, a little bit I've heard and people's had encounters with them They're They have their own set of rules and their laws. Yes. Laws almost. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, that's not here or there. So moonshine and guns is, is what this episode's about. Um, the Saturday, when you took me through the things, you, there was a thing called two-gun, three-gun. There was competitions. Uh, th- those were private events and and even sponsored events by companies, right? Some of them are. Most of our regular monthly matches, are they're not really sponsored. You see some guys with jerseys. you know. Yeah, that. but you had a shirt that day, and there, you, there is yeah. events taking so place there we, that are... Three gun, we it, it it's three gun discipline, but every September we do it just a rifle match, rifle only, um, and we do get sponsors. I probably should have wore the shirt, but um, that, I, I can't man. remember all of them for sure. But I know Turner's is one of our big ones. Matter of fact, they uh, all the stores get together and they do their own like interdepartment competition, and I think they used to do it at Rahagi's. I'm I'm probably off on that, but. They uh they weren't able to do it there anymore, so now they actually host. We host it at our our range, and uh, they have their full competition. So all the basic, it's pretty much California. I'm sure other people come from different states. I'm not sure, I haven't been to it, but um, it's only the employees for Turners. So they do like they have the an individual Turner like Turners Outdoorsman, like the, yeah, yeah, the but, gun store. But it's only their employees. It's only their employees. Uh-huh. Nobody else can join. It's it's just for Turners so employees. So it's private, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, we have some guys that work, you know, the RO, the matches, a range officer. Um, but they uh, they have, like, an individual thing where it's an overall for individual, and then they, they'll link the stores together, like, as teams, stuff like that. Um, we have a lot of Turner's employees that work. Uh, I mean, not work, but they, they come and shoot our matches on a regular basis, two, three gun, the pistol matches and different things. How how often, uh, how realistic is it for gun shooters throughout the United States to come to California versus Californians getting out of, Cal- you know, going to other states just because of our restrictions? No, I don't think it's that much. I mean, like, you know, these are all California compliance and stuff like that. I mean, you just have to do a little bit of difference. It's just, it's nice having a range that close that we can go shoot. You know, right. people think, you know, because it's Californian, you know, part of the gun laws, you know, a lot of the new gun laws they're putting through Congress right now, we already have. Right. You know, there's like 13 states that already implemented, already have those implemented, they're implementing now, and they're good laws. I mean, there's no guns that I'm kept from getting and stuff like that. So, you know, I'm all for it. But <clears throat> for us being in California, the persona is like, oh, where do you go shoot? There's places like that that we can go yeah. and, you know, do situational shooting and stuff like that if you really enjoy doing it. Yeah. 
So, I mean, what I really like about the three-gun is, as you saw when we went up there when we started looking at the, the uh, pistol match, it really teaches you situations, but, you know, it's not like the movies where this guy's shooting 500 rounds and never has a jam. Right. You know, what happens, you know, you drop the clip, you know, your chamber and you're cycling it. What are you doing? You know, we've seen some of the guys, yeah, some yeah. of the top guys we shoot. We saw three of them. Three and, of them. And it's like, this guy's the man and his gun jammed. Yeah. Halfway through it, yeah. You know, Halfway yeah. through. And you got to learn to drop your clip, drop it. And especially if you have multiple guns, you can't be sitting there. You, you get rid of this one, you go to your next one. And I mean, that's situational stuff. And I'm, I'm not, not go too crazy talking about SEALs, but that's how those guys train. I mean, that's, that's life and death for them. So, I mean, it's really cool to be able to, you know, because your, your adrenaline's up in everything, especially in a situation. So when you practice that, you go through it. If it cycles, breaks, you know, you, if you can't clear it, putting a new, new one in, you're dropping it, going to your second weapon. And a lot of people don't understand that's, you have to practice that to get there. It's like, you know, you don't catch your first ground ball. You know, yeah. you have to hit hundreds of ground balls to get better at it, but it's the same way. So once you do that, you really, in a situation like that, if I was a police officer... I was going to say I'd police officers. I'd be doing three gun all the time. Yeah, but police officers, a lot of police officers don't. And, no. and, and I think that's one of the biggest things that everybody has concluded to that police officers should have more training, more training. They, they run into so many. I had a officer, well, detective Quinn Redeker uh, on the podcast, and the, he is the he is the number one motorcycle performing police officer. I mean, he's held many records. This guy's fucking badass. And when he talks about the stuff of being a police officer that we know about or we hear about, but then you're on a motorcycle and that you're pulling somebody over and you got to realize when I hit that siren and when I put the lights, how's everybody going to react? Are they going to break hard? Do I got to watch out? Where's my clutch? Where's my gas? Okay, now I pull them over, but I got there's traffic. I got to pull to the side. When I get to the side, okay, I got to put the kickstand. Did I put the kickstand all the way? Is the bike going to drop? What happens if the bike doesn't drop? If the guy turns around, he starts shooting at me. Where do I cover myself? Because, you know, I, I don't have a, have a car. car yeah. has a bike. Dude, yeah. you hear this. And in the meantime, you're communicating with fucking, you know, headquarters. And you're like, hey, I pulled this car over. And there's that. And there's a war. And if there's a passenger and the passenger runs one way and another way, and this day I should be wearing my full gear, but I don't want to wear my full gear because if I have to chase somebody, fucking, I, I get exhausted. So this is why I wear a T-shirt. But then I got to deal with the asshole that rides a Harley Davidson and saying, hey, how come you're not wearing fucking armor? It's like, you know, because I fucking run up. It's fucking insane. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. then let alone you pull out your gun and you have to fire and it jams up and you don't know what the fuck to do. Yeah, like All it training. is fucking insane. It's it's unlimited training, and I think many people, you know, Joe Rogan talks about it. Many other people talk about it. Uh, it it almost seems like police officers don't have enough training. It's like you have this much training to become a police officer. Now you're a police officer. Now you're on the streets. That's it. And and anything can happen. Like how how do you? I don't think they do de- enough escalate. mandatory training. I mean, you got guys that are that are full blown. I mean, I mean do martial arts, do everything, grappling, yeah. everything like that to train for that. But that's not required. But I guess it's like anything. You know, some people are just better at their jobs or they want to excel more or protect themselves more. I mean, I do think, though, firearm training and stuff like that or situational training should be more mandatory because right now it's kind of, I, I, you know, I don't know exactly, but, I mean, I don't think they have to qualify but twice a year, you know. And, and obviously I would be doing it at least every other month, have these guys take a day off and go through some situational training you know, especially like a shooting that just happened, God forbid, that was terrible, that you should actually run a situation like that, see how you could do it better. Over learn, and over Learn and over. from the mistakes and have yeah. every one of these 
you know, even if you're only running five cops, 10 cops at a time, not like the whole unit. Yeah. So it's more one-on-one, more personal, you know, personal. So, uh, I mean, I just think sometimes it's like anything. You get caught up in work, overtime, stuff like that, unless it's mandatory. You know, it's like going to the gym, okay? Uh, all of a sudden, you go to the gym all the time, something happens, a month just blew by. You're like, I haven't been to the gym in a month. Yeah. And, and, and then you're just trying to get started back up. Now, if you had to go, it'd be a different story. You know what I mean? If you were mandatory, you have to come shoot today. We're doing situations yeah. or something like that. I, I think it probably should be boosted up. Yeah, and, 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 and the gym thing, just to add to that, you don't go for a month. That sets you back two months, three months. You know, just yeah. just just yeah. talking about something simple. You fuck up a day or two of meals, and that sets you back a few days. Like it, yeah. it's it's fucked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I know like most officers. There's, to be honest, I know quite a few, but they're uh, some of them just aren't into guns. They just have them for their duty weapon and i mean that's literally the only firearm they have is the one they were issued yeah i mean there there's a time that like most police officers and and, and thank goodness it, it's that's the case but they've never even used their firearm yeah you know like very they, few they, very they, few have very few have but that's that's not the point you're, you're preparing for the worst case scenario yeah and and then back to you know uh, the episode you 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 uh suggested to listen to before this episode um at the end of the day, man, the, the Second Amendment was there for us because at the end of the day, I've called, believe it or not, in my 20s, I've called the police and I was put on hold. There, there, there was hold music. Oh, yeah. Uh, not, not music, but there was like, you know, at the current moment where, you know, our expected phone calls are more than like blah, 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 blah. And I was on hold. Yeah. And it took me 15, 20 minutes to get to uh, um to speak to somebody and it wasn't a life-threatening emergency um but at the end of the day it's like this exists and these laws exist so one we can protect ourselves now this is not why we get guns we get guns because it's a sport it's a hobby yeah. it's uh it's uh it's, it's fucking golf it's there was a quote i heard uh from the old uh, star trek guy very active is always vocal i can't remember his name but old like captain kirk uh the asian guy uh, came up with a quote. He's saying, yeah, those 20 million ARs we had over here would work really well over in Ukraine. And somebody said, that's a great point. Mm. You just put it there. Yeah. That's the reason we have our weapons. Mm. So yeah. we don't have to rely on somebody else to send us weapons uh, on any type of situation yeah. like that, foreign or domestic. That's dope. <clears throat> foreign or domestic. That's yeah. what it says. Facts. Facts. That, yeah. well, that's, that's one of the things like the Second Amendment, they... Uh, they act like it's just for our protection. It's to protect us from our government and foreign governments. Yeah. But then you got us shipping all this stuff over to Ukraine, but they want to take them from us. Makes no sense. You know, and then you got our president saying that you don't need an AR-15 to protect yourself, but he's surrounded by guys that have very similar weapons. They're all carrying guns. You know, and a lot of people have the misconception that AR-15 is not an assault weapon. Yeah. It's a sporting rifle. It's looks similar. It's like putting a fairing kit on a Honda Civic. It's not gonna make it any faster. Yeah. You know, a lot and of And our military doesn't use AR. No, 15. it's <laughs> it but you know, a lot of people don't realize they think AR means assault rifle. That's not what it means. It's Armalite. It's a it was the original brand that made the gun, you know, so it's just a design. Um, but they're not really an AR. I mean AR is not an assault rifle. It's, it's, not, it's the big misconception. Even all the way back to World War II, you know, if you really talk to some of the leaders like the Japanese and stuff, they would have never tried to invade us because we have the biggest guerrilla army on the planet. Yeah. 
And that was one of the reasons it was a, an unstatable fight. They, they, they knew they could. They would never invade that, us. That, that our, our armed people are bigger than their army no, itself. Yeah. And, and, and if you look at the amount of history, uh, you know, it, it's back to, you know, I know a lot of Armenians. And, and they they know they went through a genocide. But it's like they don't even understand the hit. They don't even understand the history. And it's that Turkey in 2000, or I'm sorry, 1911 banned guns. Yeah. They banned guns. And in 2015... They did a genocide, yeah. and the, the Armenian people had no way of defending themselves. And this has happened over and over and over in again. Russia, yeah. In China, Russia, and China, in Germany. Well, Ukraine's yeah. the, the, the newest one right now. They, they weren't allowed to have guns. The government just started handing them out to protect, to fight for their country, you know? And then, so, they're, I mean, and then they're handing out guns to their people that have zero training, yeah. have zero experience, you know? None at all. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I did not even think about comparing those facts yeah. with the whole Ukraine thing. Well, you, and you now Ukraine's like done. That's it. Russia's got the whole coast, and yeah. they're not even talking about it anymore. Like yeah, Russia's, Russia's got it. Off the yeah, now now we, it's Johnny Depp and you know Amber Heard. <laughs> January sixth. <laughs> yeah, what's January sixth? Yeah, that's all you see right now is January sixth. The committee on it. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it's crazy. But anyways, like I I have it. I have. A decent amount of guns. Yeah, it's it's a hobby. Yeah, it's a hobby. I, I'm gonna, I'm going to teach my 13 year old. I'm going to teach my three year old how to shoot these. Yeah. Um, I would rather them know how to handle it and how to use it, um, just for the fun of it. Then yeah. it's like the same thing of teaching them how to ride a fucking bike. You know, like why why wouldn't I do that? It's I mean, like, I, it's, 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 it's like anything when you re, you're taught you respect it more when you're taught big time the right way. You know how to use it, how to clean it. You know everything about it. You take care of it. I mean, our biggest thing was, I remember when we were kids, I mean, when we went shooting, we got up early, we went, we came back. I don't care how tired we were, we had to clean the guns right then and there. Yep. Took them all apart, cleaned them, you know, and everything had to be put back the way it was. And, you know, safety was taught. You know, nobody was swinging guns around. Trust me, if we were out swinging a gun around, it was old school. You got a kick in the ass. Oh, it wasn't yeah. like a slap in the back of the head. You got a kick in the ass. You know, any, any little mishap, you got your ass beat. <laughs> you remembered. I yeah, you didn't forget again. it. You never do it again. I won't do that again. No. But yeah, I, no. it, it's only two brothers. Yeah, it's only you two. Nice. Yeah, well, we have a sister too. Nice. She's not into it. <laughs> She's like fuck guns. Yeah, yeah. yeah just two brothers. Yeah, and a sister. Yeah. Two brothers. So three, 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 three you know, brothers like, and sisters. My. uh my daughter, when she was born, I everybody thought I was crazy. Like, literally the first thing I ever bought her for her very first birthday was a rifle. It's a little, I forget the brand of it right now, but it's, it's pink. It says my first rifle on it, a little bolt action 22. Yeah. And uh, she didn't shoot it. I mean, I obviously not at one, but there was quite a few years that she had zero interest in it. And I finally, we used to, we go riding dirt bikes and stuff like that a lot. And we went out to the desert. I think she was maybe five was the first time she ever shot it. But I mean, she had it when she was one. <laughs> that's fucking amazing. But yeah, that, that, that's cool. That that's the first thing. Yeah. It, it, it was the norm. I mean, that that's what this country was built on was guns and Alcohol and, uh, you know, laws and, yeah. you know, fairness and, you know. I know we, we didn't check. I was just going to point it out. So people are like, oh, they got guns on the table. I mean, I, I safety checked them before we even put them on the table. So. Yeah, and, and, and I don't even mind safety checking them. Uh, again, we, we, we safety checked them a few times. The only yeah. thing that has bullets <laughs> is this fake one. 
Have you guys played with this? No, I've seen so, them online. So, so this is the Go Gun. It, it comes with bullets, so they're fake, you know. But you can take this whole thing apart, and it's almost like um, it's almost like to learn, you know, how to fucking take a, par- a gun apart. You, yeah. you take the whole barrel, the tip. You know, it's 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 functional, except it yeah. doesn't. It's not, yeah. you know. And anyways, it continues coming apart, and it's pretty fucking badass. But that's the only thing we we we, we safety check this each one of us. Uh, there's nothing they don't even have magazines in them. No, let alone anything in the chamber. What'd you bring in here? Um, <clears throat> the one you're picking up now is a uh, CZ Tac Sport Tactical Sport. Um, when I first got into doing three gun, I started off with the Glock 36, and then um, did a lot of modifications to it and stuff like that, and then. Um, Wanted something a little better. Um, started out shooting the gun a little bit for me. And a buddy of mine recommended this. Um, found one online. They're they're hard to get because there's not a big surplus of them. Matter of fact, uh, CZ's not actually making them for California anymore. Yeah. Um, due to the, the DOJ list being a nightmare. Um, but you can still find them in private parties. Once in a while, you'll find a, a gun store that had one on the back shelf they forgot about. But, I mean, they're fully legal in California. It's a very heavy pistol. It's one of my favorite ones. But um, yeah, it's what's one the, the, ones what's the weight on this? Honestly, I have no idea. It It's one of the heavier pistols I have. It's it's the heaviest pistol I have. But it shoots 9 millimeter. You could it's, hit somebody with it, too. Yeah, it's when you run out of ammo, you just beat somebody with it. <laughs> But yeah, it's it's very flat shooting gun. I've I, you know it's crazy that gun comes with a really light trigger pull from the factory. Now that, that that's not a stock trigger. I mean, let's talk about the modifications that you've done to this. Yeah, so I sent that one out to a store uh, shop in uh, I think they're in Louisiana called Cajun Gunworks, and um, <clears throat> when I got it, the gun's phenomenal. But the uh, the trigger, I didn't like the take up. When you start getting into the shooting disciplines there's all kinds of little tricks and different things and you find things that work for you and things that don't but i didn't like the take up and the reset for the trigger so i did a lot of research and i found two shops and i mean believe it one of them wouldn't even return an email or phone call and the other guy talked to me for an hour about the firearm and i'm gonna send to him so i had the trigger done um and then they they did what they call barrel bushing um they machined the bushing that's around the barrel so he, I mean, he told me straight out, if you can set that thing in a, in a, in like a gun vice where it wouldn't move and pull the trigger, the bullet will go through the same hole every single time. It would never miss. That's crazy. That, that's beautiful. But it's um, like when I'm shooting. <laughs> <laughs> or me when I was shooting on Saturday. Yeah. But I, you know, I've tuned it myself too. They do, they sell like a spring kit and it comes with different weights because, you know, sometimes when you're shooting faster and you're double tapping things, you have a, uh, your second round normally drops a lot because the slide slides, you know, hits forward and it makes the gun droop sometimes. Um, so I messed with the spring rates and got it up. So, I mean, even if you double tap it, most of the time they're right on top of each other, if not in the same. So, so when you buy, most people buy a gun and just leave it stock. You yeah. Know? But like, is, is that okay and only upgrade it? If you're doing performance shooting? Yeah. I mean, if you're you carrying, like if you're fortunate to have like a concealed carry permit or if you're carrying or for any, any type of thing where you're 
protecting yourself or, you know, your loved ones or, you know, just public in general, um, it's frowned upon due to you. These guns meet a certain standard from the factory that they have to pass in order to even be like, say for California, for instance, the DOJ handgun list, uh, you'll probably never see a new handgun on that list. Their, their expectations or the technology for it is not even invented yet. Yeah. And nobody's going to do it. There's a lot of gun companies that are pulling their, I mean, once they stop making like Glocks, for instance, they have, uh, they're up to gen five right now, but you can only get gen threes here unless you buy a private party one that somebody brought in from, you know, legally from another state or if there was an officer that didn't like it and they're selling it, they can private party transfer it. But um, when Glock stops making the Gen 3, Glock's gone too. Um, There's quite a few companies that just refuse to meet the standards. It's like anything though, like your car. You know, what's your most reliable car? Stock, out of there. When you start putting new filters on, exhaust, I mean, don't get me wrong, you know, like a dragster. That's not something... You normally drive with, but you have a race team that keeps that up. Yeah. So these guys shoot competitions, so they know how to keep this up, do it, how to shoot it. Yeah. But if you're just a regular officer, like he's saying, is it stock is like you know, like your car. You want to be able to start it's it up every reliable, day, take yeah. off with it. You know, this thing's don't fuck with so the extended light. warranty. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I mean, the biggest kind of the thing with theory. the biggest thing with the triggers is it's it's not ideal <laughs> to do a light and trigger on a service weapon or you know carry gun because. Yeah, three gun, you do learn the situational thing, changing mags, if you have a jam, this, that, and the other. But, I mean, nobody's shooting back at you. So, it's a whole different world when you're actually engaging with somebody else that's shooting back at you. It's a different world. But with a light and trigger, with the pressure, you don't want to have an accidental discharge. Yeah. Which is a lot easier with this type of trigger. Yeah, Yeah. it's that whole concept that... uh, because you're around certain things more often than most, there is more chances of there to be an accident. Yeah. So if you're a cop and you're carrying a gun every single day, the chances of you having an accident, you know, is much higher. And it's than, just it depends not, how much they train, though. But it's right. also no, no, with, it, it, with it, cops, well, too, though. I mean, yeah. that's why they like them to carry the same weapon so they can interchange their mags. Well, right. What if you go down and I have to use your gun and I'm not used to this thing's hot rotted out and yeah, I don't yeah, even yeah. know what it's doing. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. There, there's that. There's that. But it, it, it's back to like, you know, if we, if we compare this to motorcycles, you know, if, if I ride my motorcycle once a year, you know, the chances of me getting into an accident are very slim. But if I'm riding my bike every single day, you know, the chances of me getting into an accident are going to be much higher. But if you ride your regular stock bike all the time and this guy's got a Ducati or something that's all souped up and torqued and you think it's right. going to perform the no, same. No, of course, yeah. custom. Kinda, it's, yeah, it's, and, then, and then that's another conversation. But that, that's why, to, to encourage the, the point you guys are making, it makes more sense to keep shit stock because if you keep it stock and you have an emergency, just another way to look at it, there's a thousand dealers that can you know fix it. But yeah. when you get into, you know, get into specialties and, and when customizations. Like then, we talked about, when it's stock, it doesn't matter what ammo you're shooting through it. It shouldn't, it, you know, no, normally won't jam. Most of the time. But, but <laughs> when, you're, when you're shooting a gun like this, the spring is designed to a different ammo and everything like that. And it could cause, if you shoot different types of ammo through, it could cause it to jam or, or you know, yeah. mess up on you. So. I mean, you should test. I mean, I've seen some factory ammo work in bone stock, you know, 
fuck pistols period that it just doesn't like it. Yeah. So it's always good to test the, say it's home defense. It's always good to test the ammo you think you want in the gun to make sure it cycles. Cause I've heard a lot of stories that like, I'm just going to go buy this really expensive home defense hollow points or something like that. And then something goes down they get one round off and they're like, why won't my gun work? Yeah. You know, you, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about, first of all, I, I want to say it's, it's, it's really awesome to know you guys. And, and I don't know if you guys realize how fucking cool it is to go to the range and shoot guns and drink, you know, homemade moonshine. But it's pretty <laughs> fucking cool. And I can guarantee you, if you guys created, like, a, a website and a package of, like, Saturday, Sunday, between these hours, you know, shoot, drink, blah, people will sign up for that shit like crazy. So I, I want to say thank you for letting me be a part of that. Um, what am I drinking right now? What's, what's this one? That's your cinnamon toast. That's the fireball. Remember you called yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. No, it's my favorite. I, I just want yeah. people that, that, that are listening and, and hearing that's, this. That's to, to pretty to terrible. Yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> you don't like it? No, no. I, I'm drinking it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure sarcasm. No, yeah. I, I was going to say, I, I, I love this. This is way better than fireball. It, it's, oh, yeah. It's, I, I got into a point in life where I can't stand sugar drinks. I, I really can't. Like, I yeah. fucking, liquid sugar fucks me up. You know, if they do the liquid sugar at Starbucks, whatever, it really fucks me up. So I, I avoid it. This is my favorite of all the, all the ones you make. It tastes like Fireball, but a million times better with no sugar. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, so Fireball 65 proof. That's 100 and a lot smoother than the regular stuff. So now, yeah. anything over 50% alcohol is flammable, right? <sighs> I, I would say so, yeah. I mean, pretty much all is my it, stuff will light on fire. <laughs> yeah, I guarantee that'll light on fire. Well, that yeah, for yeah. sure. I've never tried the aged stuff to light on fire, but I can't see it being any different. But uh, yeah, that stuff but, right but, there. But I think the rule is is fifty percent alcohol or more. It, it's flammable. Yeah, because yeah, I believe so. The height when I when it comes out, like I just cooked, it was at one hundred and sixty proof, one hundred and fifty. I'll light it, and you can't even see the flame. The only way I can see it if the sun, I can see the the fume in the back. It's like a like a clear flame. Really? Yeah. You know, like... Uh, uh, There's a lot of fucking risk about making homemade moonshine. Well, I mean, if you're spilling it all over the place, I guess, yeah. But, I mean, the, the stuff that... it the, the misconception always, like, everybody says, am I going to go blind on this? I mean, I just think that was the old <laughs> days. You know, they cooked it in these lead things, and they didn't care. They were just trying to make money. It was prohibition, yeah, you yeah. know? But even, like, it blowing up, I'm like, it was probably some homemade thing that blew up. I mean, these things have pressure releases, everything on them. They're... I mean, I, I don't know what you'd have to do to, to blow these things up. I mean, my stuff's it's, it's digital. Gotta be, it's got to be extreme. And this is old days. You know, people yeah. were just making homemade stuff, and it was probably dripping. And they did a lot of their stuff with, you know, the propane or fire or yeah. wood. You know, my stuff's all, uh, I can control my temperature to the, to the gnats, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But mine's electronically charged in 220, you know, so my stuff gets hit because I have a bigger than 26 gallon. But- I could see, like, if you didn't do it right and you're pumping out 160 and you got a flame there and the guy trips and falls, you know what I mean? The whole thing goes up. Something yeah. like that out in the woods. I mean, his a little bit more controlled. I mean, I think you see a lot of those stories or hear these stories that, I mean, they're out in the woods. It was Yeah, yeah no electricity. And I'm sure they were drinking quite a bit of their stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> While they were Come cooking. Make sure it's right. good. You're, 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 you're in the woods. You got nothing to do. You're what just are you brewing doing? shit. You're yeah. fucking bored out of your fucking mind, and you're just drinking. Yeah. You're, just you're, drink. you're shit hammered. You and know then, what I mean? And then your yeah. patience just runs out, and you're like, I have an idea. You know, if I put more fire, 
And <laughs> you know, well, it's, yeah. it's not even that. I mean, you don't want to, you actually want it to stay low and drip slower, but you know, you got to, re- I, I watched them where they're cooking it with wood, but you know, I cook a 26 gallon and it's four or five hours cooking. I mean, these guys got hundred gallon pots out there. So, I mean, I know how long, like when they do moonshiners, they show it really quick. I know those guys have been out there for six, seven, eight hours cooking, you know, making 15, 20 gallons of booze. It takes a long time. And it's actually not about how hot you cook it. You want to keep it slow drip and make it cook that way. You don't want to say, okay, like anything, I can cook it faster. It's not how it works with moonshine. So, And you got to be consistent. So those guys, it's a lot of downtime and it's a lot. You still got to watch your stuff. You got to taste it, make sure it's not getting scorched or anything like that. Every jar, I'm even tasting it as we're going. And uh, I mean, it's time consuming. That's why it's awesome to have the pool and the TV right next to it. <laughs> and I was having a couple of drinks and it actually overflowed on me twice. Just a little bit. I was just a little off. bit. Just a little bit. I was like, damn it. We were enjoying the pool too much. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, no. It, it, it's an amazing, it's an amazing process. Um the first thing that I was thinking about when I think moonshine and prohibition is this is where, you know, my, my nationality, uh, my parents' nationality is Cuban, you know, and, and this is where Cuba had its biggest success because the mob was tired of doing these underground clubs and having this moonshine and then the federal agents coming in and busting them. Yeah. So they would build these underground fucking da da da. So then they were like, fuck this, man. And Cuba, you know, Cuba is 90 miles away from Florida. Let, let, let's let's start serving alcohol there. Let's yeah. open up casinos, and let's make that the party place of the fucking world. Yeah, and, they almost did it. And well, they did it from nineteen from nineteen nineteen to nineteen fifty eight. You know, the year before Fidel Castro, Cuba was the number one party place in the world. I mean, everybody, Frank Sinatra, Al Capone was running casinos out there. You know, he yeah. had casinos. It was Italian mobs. It was uh, the mojito was invented. The mambo music, uh, rum and cokes, Cuba Libres. Like it was, it was the mega. There was no Vegas. Let's get let's get yeah. the facts straight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was no Vegas. There was no Miami. You know, Miami was nothing. Miami was fucking. You know, what people don't understand about Miami is a lot of Miami is um, under sea level. You know, so there's a lot of man-made islands and a lot of man-made stuff. Yeah. But it was just swamps. Yeah. There was a point where Miami was just swamps, and Cuba was the spot. Again, it's 90 miles. It's it's L.A. to San Diego. It was nothing. And less regulations. Less re- No regulations. Because remember, we had prohibition. Yeah, and they owned it. And they owned it. And it, it, it was a fucking popping spot. And then 1959, Fidel comes in. And and the only thing I'm going to bring up about, about that is the only thing that seemed very interesting about Fidel Castro at that time was is not only did he take out the Cuban government and the the Cuban police but he also took out the Italian mom you know because they were running all those fucking casinos the original Tropicana was in Cuba yeah I was in Cuba in 2016 and I saw the Tropicana show the original one from 1938 you know they're still showing that every single night in Havana you, you know, think so if Fidel could go back and see what happened to his country, would he do the same thing? Oh yeah, I think so. Even th- I, th- I, th- I think he would, and th- and this is why people don't like him. This is why people uh, detest him. And and just to be clear, again, he took out the Cuban government, Cuban police, and the Italian mob. He didn't do that by himself. No, no, he, d- he didn't do that by himself. No. no. You know he went to school in the United States. He went to Harvard. A lot of yeah. yeah he, he went to Harvard. He studied here. He loved the the 
they, you know, the Cubans call Americans Yankees. He loved the Yankee way, you know, like he, he was a big fan of that. But, um, but yeah, I, I think he would have done exactly the same. And he was successful, if you think about it. Again, Cuban people are very against them. but Because he, they're so poor. But they're, they're very poor. Uh, but what some people think about the whole communism thing is um, everybody's educated. Everybody can read. Everybody has a degree. Uh, if you look at the Olympic gold medals of Cuba, you'd be blown away. Boxing, volleyball, swimming, baseball, some of the best baseball players. Uh, you know, their, their, their history of gold medals for the amount of people that yeah, they submit. For population. For population, they submit to the Olympics and the amount of gold medals they come back with. Yeah. I don't think there's any country that has more percentage-wise. Um, but it, it put a stop to Havana because Havana, like, yeah. it, it, it put the brakes but, on. But communist countries like Russia and China, they're... Their athletes are professionals. The government pays for them to train twenty four seven. Where yeah. most countries, these people still yeah. have jobs. And no, I, mean, I get what you're saying though. But yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no, it's fucked up. No, no, because because they can't get paid here. Yeah, no, no, it's it's fucked up. Because at the end of the day, it's like there's dentists, doctors, and fucking attorneys that are making twenty dollars a month driving taxis to make extra money. Like that, that's terrible. Yeah, that part's terrible. Uh, but then, you know, you, you run into like little things like in 2008 when there was a recession in the United States and, and you're like, well, the people in Cuba don't have to worry about housing. Everybody has a roof over their head. There's no homeless, you know, like, uh, there, there's food guaranteed and it's not the best food. It, it, it's fucked up. I'm not, I'm not, that's not here or there. The yeah. point is, is during prohibition, you oh, know, the was... mob was fucking fed up. The mob was like, this is bullshit. And they went to Cuba yeah. and Cuba uh, I just read this not too long ago. One of the first international flights, once they invented the airplane, one of the first international flights out of the United States was to Cuba, you know, because that's how much business was generating out there. You know, yeah. I had, I had a lot of potential. Imagine how, I mean, if I was a mobster, I would have been mad. 90 miles away, you could just go do what you wanted. Anything and all you that want. got thrown away. They're, they're, even today, oh. even today, when, when you go to Cuba and you go to their hotels, they have Three plugs, the electrical plugs. They have the American, the European, and the Asian plug because that's how much tourism they were getting. Yeah. You know, uh, an another thing that I just bring up about Cuba that I like a lot. Um, you go to Cuba and it's it looks like Europe, like because of the Spanish were there. Like this is where the Pirates of the Caribbean. Cuba, America's what, 278 years, 79? Give or take. Give or take. Cuba, Havana has been around for 500 years. You know, they just celebrated their 500 years, and that's where the Pirates of the Caribbean were. That's where the rum and, yeah. and then, you know, the, was, was being drank and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But uh, well, I, don't, I forgot my point. This moonshine's fucking so good. <laughs> How long they've been around? Like, uh, that's what we were talking about. Um, they've been around longer than we have. They, they, they've been, they, yeah, they've been along, they've been around longer than we have, and, and the history is very, very, very rich. Yeah. Um, what I like about it is like what I was saying is it's, it's very European, but when you're there, you're surrounded by the Caribbean, you know, uh, so weather. a lot of islands and weather and white sand and this, that, that there's actually a, a usually the picture I post up is a picture of, um, a Cuban reef that was taken in, uh, 2016 and it's full of fish and sharks and, and it's full of everything. Yeah. You know, it's not like Hawaii. Hawaii, they were saying that, you know, there's been so much hunting that the wildlife is not the same. It's not the same as it was 
30 years ago or 40 years ago. You go to Cuba, that was maintained because it's it's all illegal. Yeah, they're not so, allowing him to. But, but I mean, I think they've lost a little bit of their persona, too, because, I mean, it was the, the Cuban cigar was just supposedly the best in the world. They've already taken all the seeds and the Dominican and, you know, uh, everywhere else, Colombia, they're growing them de- everywhere else now. So, I mean, well, not, not only that, but you, you have to you have to treat the land and you have to you have to treat the soil every five to ten years. And if you don't have the right things to do it with, you start running into issues and problems. Yeah. But you had uh, the Cuban cigars, you had the Cuban rum, you had the uh, sugar cane. Uh, Cuba's rich in nickel. Anyways, the history was just fucking insane. But yeah. I thought it was going to open back up soon. It seemed like they they let a couple tourisms go over there, and yeah. all of a sudden seemed like it just went back. It, quiet it just again. stopped. It, I I think there's uh, a preconceived notion uh, of what people what to expect in Cuba, and people don't know what to expect, and, and they're they're terrified. There's a lot of people that don't even know about Cuba. You know, there's yeah. like people like. Hmm, do you speak Cuban? Like what? It's Spanish. Like, you know, uh, I had somebody spell Cuba with Q B A. It's like, what are you? How are you spelling? Uh, Anyways, that's not here or there. Yeah. Uh, the point is, is uh, we're here right now. We're drinking moonshine. And we got guns. What's the other bad boy you got there? That one's one of my newer ones. I uh, I got that one from a friend of mine. This is considered. By most people, like the holy grail of pistols for competition shootings. It's bougie. <laughs> is this the butter? This one, it's it's fully custom built. Um, well, you spun the spinner with that one. No, that, he did it with that one. Did I he think. do it that I, one? You might have did it with this one too, but... Um, I did it twice. I did it with one of the handguns, and I did it with this. I, no, with no, the I PCC. With the PCC. Yeah, yeah. But this yeah, I was one... I watching um, the video on that. That's fucking... Perfect. It's called a 2011. I always wanted one. Um, I have a lower to build my own custom one, but uh, I was able to purchase this one from a friend of mine. He was uh, building a new one and needed to uh, fund that project. So <laughs> I lucked out and uh, got it from him. But uh, it's it's a very unique gun. You, uh, it's it's a long. It's similar design to a 1911. It looks very similar, but it's a double stack magazine. Um, so you got a little bit wider grip. Um, I was going to say, does a wider grip help more for just competition, or would it also help more for cops as well? Or it just depends. Every every pistol is different the way it fits in your hand. Yeah, depends on the size of your hand. Like yeah. they always say, it fits like a glove. There's some guns, I I I, it just feels that way. If you have a small hand, you're probably not going to like a wide no. grip like that because you can't grip it. Yeah. But yeah, and, and that was one of the reasons I got, I picked up my Glock 17 because I was like, this is a bigger gun. It feels right. But then yeah. I was like, fuck, I should have got a 19 because it's just easier to conceal and you can, you know, customize a little bit better. But what more? Like, yeah. a, like, <laughs> a, like a SIG 2269, just for some reason, just that gun just fits my hand. I just love that gun. Yeah. You know? Which like, one is that? Uh, uh, SIG. Oh, SIG. Sour. Six, six, six. Uh, six hour 226. Yeah. But uh, this one's a trip because, I mean, it's you literally have to buy just the lower, the grip pins to it. They have to machine the slide, the barrel, everything. Like, you can't – there's a few parts that are interchangeable, but, like, if I needed a new barrel or the slide crack, you know, from age or whatever it may be, like, I have to have it machined for this gun. I can't just go buy it off the shelf. Oh, it's, yeah. <laughs> so I'll wait till he buys his – builds his new one. 
and then take that <laughs> one over. But it, I mean, you feel the difference in the slide. You felt it. I mean, it's it's so smooth. The tolerances are so tight, well, but it doesn't feel like it's. It, it's just amazing. You don't have to say your secret if you don't want to say your secret. But you you were telling me uh, what you use to to lube these up and get the smoothest. Um, you know, <laughs> and again, you don't have to say it. You know, but oh, I don't. It's, you can buy it anywhere. <laughs> like, I, I, what do you mean you can buy it anywhere? You can buy pretty much. But yeah. like, I mean, like I said, we've been shooting our whole life. We've used like lube wise. Um, you know, I've tried everything. Yeah. And when I got into yeah, the, because it, it's not just these guns and the way they're set up, but like you know your your ARs, your every everything just felt so much smoother than yeah. Um, a lot of it's. The parts that I buy, I mean, you can go buy, you know, an AR off the shelf. And, I mean, they're, they're good. They're nice. They're fun to shoot. They, you know, they'll, they'll serve the purpose you, you know, intended for. But, um, you know, like that rifle, you can't buy that off a shelf. Like, I literally purchased the lower legally <laughs> and then went through and did a lot of research. And I uh, literally had to buy every single part to that rifle and put it together myself. Let's talk about this rifle. What have you done and what makes this California compliant compared to other rifles and uh, some of the upgrades on this? So with this rifle, I mean, in all reality, I mean, you can't buy an AR today and register it as an assault rifle. But a few years back, they had the assault rifle ban that went through. So you either had to comply with registering it as an assault weapon or... You have two options, uh, fixed mag option or featureless. Um, now, the fixed mag, I just ran into one of those where I saw an AK-47 that looked fucking badass, but it had a fixed mag. And a fixed mag, just to define it, was you have to, while the mag is in place, you have to feed the bullets in. And you so, can only feed 10 at a time directly. And it's very awkward. You yeah. can't get a speed loader. You can't really do anything. And it's just annoying yeah, so the rifle you were showing me yours, that's considered fixed mag. Oh, mine's is considered fixed mag? Considered fixed mag. Even though your mag drops, there's two ways. There's, there's, there's different routes. There's Let different bring companies. bring it out. So with yours, you can't release the mag unless you break the upper from the lower, which is what your little your mechanism that you had installed um, but with yours, you can keep a pistol grip. You can have what they call so far evil features, which is, a, you know, my mind's a joke. Um, with mine, I, you know, everybody gives me crap because I have the fin on here, but I've gotten used to it. Um, yeah, because yours, yours, you have a fin, but you created a system. So here's the fin. So this doesn't allow you to put your thumb through. Yeah. But you created a system where you can rest your thumb and... It's and supposed to be mocking what a hunting rifle... When you shoot a hunting rifle? Yeah. Mm. Same theory. That's that's why it's that's California it's compliance. Yeah. You're, you know, to be featureless, you can't have a forward grip. You can't have uh, adjustable butt stock. You can't have a pistol grip. You know, you're not supposed to be able to wrap your thumb around the back of the grip. And and mine, what, what I thought was decent is that you can rip it completely and have no issues yeah but you have to break it break the action to break the, the action to so i have to do this doesn't have to be much i mean no but that's what allows you to have the pistol and, grip and that's what allows the that that's what allows me to have the pistol grip and allows me to have the mag drop 
but my release button for my mag is gone. Is gone. See, that's why it's considered a fixed mag. Like it's you can't drop the mag unless you break the action. Which you know, there's different ways. They they do right. make. Yeah, now they, I, I saw they don't really make them now. anymore. But they they originally when they came out with the fixed mag option, they actually had it milled mm. into the lower where you couldn't put a mag in it. You right. like you were in, for instance with that AK you were talking about. Now does that allow them to have the adjustable stock like that too, or is that still this is stock? Yeah, but that's yeah. An adjustable. Yeah, because no, no, it's not. considered fixed mag. He can he that's can what have I, what they I'm call saying. evil so features. If you didn't have a fixed mag, you couldn't have that stock. You'd have mm. to pin it. They, they have different ways. There's little stoppers you can put in there, this or that. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and I got this when, when Spike Tactical was kind of starting out. So th- this was a very affordable price. The only thing I've added to this is, is the scope and, and this, little red s- dot. this little red dot. Yeah. I you mean, know, in all reality, and like... the flashlight. That... Your rifle, you could switch to featureless by simply just changing. What, what does the that grip, mean, featureless? Which is how mine's configured. You can't have no evil features. Um, no evil pistol features. Grip. Yeah. You, you couldn't have the adjustable stock and you'd have to put a fin on it for yeah, sure. Yeah. Because they say it makes the gun so called more dangerous. Now, I'm going to tell you one more story about my gun, why, why I got it. One, it was a new company at the time. Two, this is called the Crusader. Are, are you familiar with the Crusader? So for people that are, that, that are listening and they don't know the Crusader, the Crusader has a Christian cross on, on the left side and a Bible verse on the right side. And the story of why I was a sucker to give my money in uh, is they made this so no Muslim would use this against a Christian, you know, because they wouldn't touch it. So I thought that was a cool little fucking... And Trump pre- was president at the time. So. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They find a way to sell stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> ABC, always be closing. But, yeah, with this rifle, it's got, like, every part has a, a reason for it. I mean, when you, you shot it, you know, that past Saturday, like, it, it doesn't move. It shoots one of the flattest shooting rifles I've ever shot. And yeah. It, you know, it's got an adjustable gas block, uh, light and bolt, uh, custom, uh, you know, the lightened and reduced uh, buffer system. The upper's all skeletonized. I mean, the rifle... Last time I weighed it, I think even with the optic, it's just a little over six pounds, which is really light. Yeah. But um, the rail's real light. It's all carbon fiber weaved. Um, company makes it, I found, and I... Who it, is that company? Because that's, uh, that's pretty badass. That's a great Bridgent sign. Arms. Um, Bridgent Arms. But yeah, they, they have a couple different, but this is their like flagship one. Um like <laughs> you gotta be careful on depending where you hold it. Uh, when I shoot, I I hold it way out here so it's easier to drive to the next you know target when I'm doing my uh, three gun stuff. But you gotta be careful because the gas tube's like right there, and if you if you're done and you're you know holding your rifle and you're not careful, I've I've burnt my thumb a couple times in that little bastard. So really, but but you said it's carbon fiber, right? Yeah, it's all carbon fiber. Uh, the, the, how, how does carbon fiber de- deal with heat? Great. I, they make a full. So what's what's what burn you? It's this part that burns this you. Or? That little gas to you. tube right here. All oh, the gas. Okay. Yeah, because when you fire the round, it shoots and expels the gas, and that's what helps push Got some it. of the bolt back and stuff like that. But it does get hot. The optics he has are the ones I really like because a lot of times when you're using a red dot, if you don't have a battery, you can't see anything. Yeah. So these ones have etched in it. So no matter what, I mean, if you want to illuminate it in green or red. 
This illuminates it more, but it's etched in there, so you still have a target downrange with that sight. And yeah. I'm surprised more of them don't do it. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, this has a green and red, but I don't think it has. An no, etched. if you don't, if you don't have, it's a, a, it's a typical red dot. Most it's a red dots, red dot. you so have if your to battery is dead. You're just looking oh, down. A, this one's etched. Is it I mean, etched? it's not etched, but it's it's got like right now it's off. Yeah, okay, you have a black dot in the middle. I, yeah. I have a black dot. With, I have a black them, circle, yeah, yeah. most of them don't have anything. Yeah, and that circle lights up green. Oh, watch that. That circle lights up green or red, whatever, and, and it has yeah. different brightnesses. Yeah, now this one has an etched outer and inner, so when you light that up, it's fine. Let me but, see. But when you, uh, it's cool because when your battery is dead, because who knows what, you know? Yeah, my, my bad. My head got corrosion in my battery compartments that don't even turn on. But he don't even one use the, nice the battery thing. anymore. He just uses the etched. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, like you, you didn't have and, batteries, or and, your... and when you put your scopes on, do you use? Uh, there's there's people that use Loctite. Do you use Loctite? Uh, I don't. You want to hold that, or should I put I it down? Put it back down. I don't. I usually torque it. You know, honestly, I probably torque it too much, but. Um, <laughs> That's uh, yeah, because the, the the thought processes with the, the some of the uh, tactical trainings that I've done or classes that I've taken, it's like once you zero in, you, you don't want to be taking off and putting no. on scopes. You know? I mean, they it's, have it's mounts that put blue Loctite. When you yeah. shoot a lot, you can tell when your gun's off. So you know, like my gun that we shot. So Joe had just built me that one. That was the only the first time I've shot it. So that was only the second time it's actually been fired. Yeah, but right away when I shot it. I knew it was shooting high left. It only took me like three rounds to figure that out. Yeah, yeah. And then we dialed it in. So, I mean, if your gun's not on, you'll, you, I mean, you can see where you're, you know, when you shoot a lot, you know where your bullets are going. Three rounds, I'm, and, and I, I, I shot bottom left, bing, ping, bing, I hit it. So then we knew we had to dial it in. Right. So if you're shooting your gun a lot, you'll know like your first or second round, you're like, oh, that, you know, it's, it's, what's going on now? What's going yeah. on here? No, even when I was firing one of the guns, I was watching the, the GoPro videos that I was recording. You guys were like, oh, that's shooting low, shooting high. Okay, that, no, that's you. That's the thing. Like, whatever. Yeah, yeah. You guys are on top of that. Yeah, yeah you, when you shoot enough, you know, he shoots a lot more than I do anymore. I mean, well, we've shot our whole lives, but you, you know, you're like, all right. I, I, if I see it, you know, high left ready, I'll, I'll aim automatically, you know, bottom right or whatever, and bing, bing, I'll hit it. So then even if I wasn't on, I know where I need to aim yeah, you know, it's almost like using windage. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sniper's not going, you know, shooting a mile away, and he's going, "I'm aiming dead on." No, he's like way over here trying yeah. to figure it out. Yeah, what's yeah. going on? Yeah. A lot of it, like Glocks, for a lot of people, uh, when they first get Glocks, they they shoot uh, low to the left. Like everybody does it when they first get Glocks because of them. It's and that's, you're jerking the trigger, so you're automatically dropping the gun with that, and then a lot of it's your your trigger your finger placement where it's at. And most people try to stick their finger all the way in, and you have a natural tendency to, when you pull the trigger, it automatically curls that way. Yeah. It's if you're shooting right handed. Left handers are always low to the right. Yeah. Right handers shoot low to the left. And the yeah, Glock I, I, is light in the front, you yeah. know, in that aspect. And you've seen the difference in the ammo that by not gripping the Glock hard enough, it sounds crazy. Yeah, that's true too. It caused it to jam. Yeah. You know? But the one you were shooting was my, my first competition Glock and I mean I, I got a lot of hours and a lot of rounds through like, it but this I, thing's fucking broken you're like no, no it's, it's you're but I have it tuned <laughs> like and I, I reload so 
I load my ammo a little lighter for competition stuff so I can shoot faster. I don't have as much recoil. Um, some people's cheating, but. <laughs> but you see how we told you right away. He said, you need to grip it tighter. Yeah. The second you, you started it, gripping it, you never. You and, never. and when you guys said that, I was like, well, what the fuck does my grip have to do with this? And it changed everything. Yeah. Big it, difference. It, 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 big, big difference. I'm going to pour myself some of this, Bob. Uh, what, what is this? That's apple pie. And, and I've had this before. It, it tastes, it, it's called apple pie because it tastes like apple pie or it yeah. looks like apple pie or all the above. It tastes all the above. Need a scoop it of ice cream. Smells, yeah, yeah, yeah. It smells like apple pie. It smells like everything. Cheers, gentlemen. Cheers. That one I just I cannot make enough of. That one. Uh, nope. But I tell you what, Fireball's coming up close second. Lately. Yeah. No, no. I I love Fireball. Yeah. But it's interesting because my birthday was like two weeks ago, and I bought uh, the ones that I bought. I took them all. Um, they all finished. The only I was the only one drinking the Fireball. They were like, that's kind of too strong. You know, okay. everybody felt how strong it was, but it, it was my favorite. But the apple pies, gone. Gone. Um, and then which one's that? Oh, uh, this is my hunter. This is my rye. This is my flagship right now. This this is what I'm aging, and I'm gonna actually turn half of this into a barrel aged old fashioned. See how that turns out? Yeah. I got a new barrel showing up here real soon, and I'm gonna do another batch. And uh, I should have like at least three. I'm gonna start doing four barrels that I'm aging. Wow. Yeah. So that's what How big are those barrels? So those are uh, 20 liters, five gallons, a little over five, five, five and gallons. a quarter gallons each. Yeah. I think a lot of different sizes. Like he got me into it. I was never a big whiskey guy. Um, I don't know why I was younger. It, it like screwed my stomach up. I couldn't even take a shot of Jack. I would just, I was more of a rum guy. Fuck Jack. Got a little older and started <laughs> trying some better stuff. Fucking and guy. No. He got me into old fashions and I actually, my barrel is smaller. It's like a it's three liter, right? Yours might be a five. Five, five liter. Yeah, it's a five liter because it, it holds almost three full of the 1.75 liters. Yeah. Holds almost full, almost three of them. As much as I'd like to to fill up a big 55 gallon, uh, the research I've done, the smaller barrels age faster. Yeah. Yeah. So, Makes sense. you know, what I'm doing in eight months takes me two or three years in a big one. Plus, it doesn't take me. Six batches to fill that damn thing up. You know what I mean? And have to I, I, move I th- that I, thing around. I think you gotta, you gotta, you gotta mix it up. Do some bigger ones and some smaller ones. Yeah, I got some yeah. some tens. I can't drink fucking Jack Daniels. I'll tell you one, one of the. I, I'll tell you one of the craziest Jack Daniels stories ever. In my life, uh, there was just a time in my life that a friend and friend of mine, and I, a roommate, uh, we used to drink a bottle of Jack Daniels every night. And then we'd go party or do something. One night we went out, and I'm not even kidding. If you cut me open, there was a bottle of Jack Daniels there. Like the whole bottle, like <laughs> it, it was just there, right? And, and and if you would have cut, he had a bottle of Jack Daniels. And we're driving, and we're in our early 20s. And as we approach our destination, there was no parking. So I had to go around the block. And as I go around the block, I pull into this driveway, and this cop, motorcycle cop burp, burp. and i'm like fuck i'm done that's it i'm th- yeah. there's, there's no yeah you're going to jail going to jail the end this cop approaches roll down your window i go okay and he goes start smelling how many beers did you drink and Nine. i'm like Three, four? No, I drank five? Jack Daniels. Yeah, you didn't <laughs> no, ask no, no, the no. right question. No, I, I was so confused. I was like, three, four, five, six, seven? And he's all, get out of here. And I'm like, 
okay. And and I'm on a, I'm on a private parking lot at the same time too, right? Yeah. And my friend looks at me and he goes, three, four, five, six, seven. Are you fucking dumb? <laughs> and I'm like, bro, it worked. Like you know, <laughs> like whatever. And uh, the cop jumps on his bike and he goes, wait. Comes back to the window and goes, <laughs> and I go. Yes, officer. He goes, have you, ever, have you ever had a DUI? And I was like, no, officer. And he's all, get out of here. Just get out of here. Park your car and get out of here. And I was like, <laughs> that was it. That was it. But we drank, we drank so much Jack Daniels in those two, three years. And, and the fucked up part is, is that when we got really smashed, the only way to, because, you know, at the end of the night, once you go to the club, once you party, this, that, that, you got to get the alcohol out of your system, right? Yeah. You know, it's the only way to sleep. It's the only way to be a normal person. So you know how we would force ourselves to fucking throw up? We would pour the biggest shot of Jack Daniels at the end of the night. <laughs> so wow. imagine, you've been drinking. This is like 21, 22, 23, whatever. So we'd fucking, at the end of the night, been drinking all day. If I have one more drink, I will throw up. We would pour that one drink. Go, 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 and fucking throw up. Today, I can't drink Jack Daniels, even if my life depends on it. We would go to Jack in the Box and order 20 of those Jack in the Box tacos, <laughs> and that's how we went to sleep. We just slaughtered them with just the greasiest, nastiest stuff nastiest on the thing. planet. And it, yeah. and I used to do the two chicken sandwiches and four tacos. <laughs> four tacos, yeah, yeah. two chicken sandwiches, four tacos, fucking the buttermilk ranch. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just those things were... Yeah, and it was... Now, if I out. if I do that once, I gain like fucking fifteen pounds. Yeah, like if I have a night like that, it's just like. And and, that, and it's funny you say that though. I mean, when you're young, you drink this stuff. I remember when I first started drinking some booze. We're talking just out of high school. We walk in their liquor store and they had Kessler up there, smooth as silk. And I'm like, man, that stuff must be amazing. It's as smooth as silk on it. <laughs> Give me a bottle of that, right? Man, I took. You know, we were still just drinking beer back then. I hit that and I was like, oh, it's it's good. I mean, it was fucking terrible. Worst shit I remember to this day. Worst shit I've ever tasted. But I mean, like you said, uh, I mean, I started off drinking Jameson, some Gentleman Jack, and Progress. Just like you know, you drink a beer. It's not like your first beer you ever drank. You go, oh, this was fucking amazing, and you go straight to IPAs. Yeah. So I mean, you graduate. But now that I'm such you know snobby about it, I guess or connoisseur. I mean, I mean, I don't care sometimes what it costs if it's what I want to drink, man. I just went to a tasting uh, Tuesday in uh, Laverne at uh, Chase's very good um, whiskey bar. I mean, it's a restaurant. Yeah. They had a cigar whiskey tasting. Mm. They had Four Roses, Jack Daniels, the Bonded one, new one. They had. I got some a really buddy of mine. He loves Four Roses. Some, yeah, very, loves very good. Roses. Had four different flavors. They were selling cigars. We got to smoke cigars. They had food out there. It was it was great. I mean, yeah. I love tastings like that. But yeah, we just went there. He says he does a uh, the whiskey tastings. Maybe I'll, I'll forward it to you, and we can meet out there one time when he does another one. That'd be badass. But yeah. it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, drinking cigars and smoking whiskeys. Uh, or sm- <laughs> <laughs> nice. Have yeah. This is good shit. Some more. This is good. Finish that one up. Drinking smoking cigars whiskey. and smoking whiskey. whiskey that's hey, right. Hey, that's the name of this, this episode. Good stuff. This I'm is telling you. you. This is good stuff. <laughs> No, it's outstanding stuff, and and this is only the third glass. Yeah, this is the third glass, yeah. and 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 that's what's so beautiful is that some alcohols you drink and you have to drink so much of it to really get a fucking buzz and feel happy. This yeah. is like you're sipping on three and and you're done. I'm the wrong person to <clears throat> talk about it because I'm be honest, I've never had a hangover. <laughs> 
But, but that's a good thing. That yeah, mean you I mean, I, you it's not that or... my lack of not trying, but when you drink really I, good stuff like my stuff, but yeah, like even even when I was a kid, I you know younger, I never, I've never had a hangover. It was like oh, I didn't drink enough. Well, you haven't drank with me, but you, you'd say otherwise. But with this, like I, you know, at most, I wouldn't consider it a hangover. My stomach might be a little messed up in the morning, and I just eat something, and it'd be gone like that. Now that you know. I get it from him, and uh, dude, I'll drink a whole jar of that, and you know, in the evening. But but that's the quality, because because if you default to the reasons why I've had hangovers, it's because fucking like, like I can't do a Long Island iced tea anymore, ugh. or an adios motherfucker. There's well, just a you, lot of it's you're, mixing you're just, too. You're just mixing, and and it's a lot of sugar, and the sugar's yeah. dehydrating. But so. when I was younger. I mixed well, when you, everything. Well, let, let's be and clear. It let, was all sugar stuff, and I. I yeah, no, I'm, no. I'm yeah, I, 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 I never had a hangover off off shit like until I was in my thirties. Yeah, you know, but but now like I'm not mixing shit, and it's got to be quality. Yeah, like like fuck. Back in the days, Jose Cuervo. You drink anything, just to Jose get Cuervo buzzing. Gold. That shit was disgusting oh, it's compared to the fucking tequilas that are available nowadays. Yeah, uh, even Patron is is pretty. I tell people, if you have to order a shot. And you got to tell the bartender, can you chill it? Add salt, add lime, uh, do a fucking promise to the world when you take your cheers. Like, cheers, we're going to drink to this, and I promise starting tomorrow. And and you get the salt and take the shot and bite the lime, and you're still making faces. That's not a smooth alcohol. It, no. That's, that's like, not, like, like, you can't sip Patron. Like, we're, we're sipping on this. And this is stronger than Patron. I'm not, I'm not knocking an oyster. But when you gotta put hot sauce and lemon on yeah, that yeah. snot that you gotta suck out of that shell just to give it flavor, and then you swallow it because it tastes like a booger, I'm like, <laughs> and you gotta hold your breath. I'm like, oh my god, you you paid like a lot of money for those, and you're you're sucking them down, but you put all this shit on it, man. There's a reason you're doing, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once you're manipulating the taste of it, it's like, how good is it? Yeah, you know, because it, it seems like everybody's doing the same thing. Yeah, it can't be that good. No. And, 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 and on the other side of it, I like good hot sauces. You know, I like a fucking good hot sauce. And some people are like, hey, you're fucking taking away the taste of the, the original food. And it's like, maybe, maybe, or maybe I'm enhancing it, or maybe I'm just spicing it up. Well, That's why it's called the spice. Yeah. But I don't think I'm ruining it. But, but to your extent, it's like, Squeezing a whole fucking lemon in there with hot sauce, putting a hole, and it's got to be a certain hot sauce. It's got to be Tabasco, you yeah, tapatio you know, or whatever the something. hell it yeah. is. But you're I mean, Francis, your food, you're talking about hot sauce. You, it's probably great without it, but you enjoy it with it. He's talking about masking, <laughs> right? Masking, yeah, yeah. You got to add all this shit to my, not taste that. My my mother made a great point. She, uh, when I cook, it's it's like I don't measure anything. I don't calculate anything. I just like enough of this, a little bit of that. And, and my food's very flavorful. It's actually very flavorful. My mother tells me, Robert, your food's too flavorful. And I go, what do you mean? She goes, this is why losing weight will be difficult. <laughs> Sorry. No, you, no, no, when, when you get older. When, yeah. when you make... When you make Good food, you eat more of it. Oh, yeah. Think about it. If you grab a chicken and, and just throw it in hot water and 
no salt and serve it on a plate, you're going to bite two bites and be like, I'm good. good. But if you flavor it and bread it and this, that, that, and make a sauce with it and fuck it, you're going to eat more than what you're supposed to. I totally agree with you. (laughs) (laughs) When you make it good, you drink more of it. You drink more of it, you eat more of it, you do everything. Yeah, yeah. Joe, you're always defaulting to the the one and only. That's his Uh, This is my go-to. I like all of them, but this is... I'm I'm trying all of them If it's in front of me, I can't. Until it's gone, I won't switch. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, gentlemen, I had such a fucking blast on Saturday. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest, all weekend was pretty amazing because then I did the supermoto on on Sunday. Nice. Yeah. I wish you were there, Bob, because I was at a, a bike I, shed thing. That was the dirt, too. You went across dirt. I think I seen you. You did uh, a. Yeah. Uh, you T- towards the end, they opened up the uh, the dirt the dirt track. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I seen you running on it. Yeah, that looks fun. I'll get over it. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, yeah, and there's nothing. To, there's nothing to talk about. It's just you know. Yeah. Um, but the 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 events and we're we're actually gonna do a group of people are gonna do that same thing. But we're gonna the only complaint, even if it's if it was a complaint, was it's so fucking hot. It was a hot day, and it's in Riverside. Yeah. And you're wearing full fucking gear. Yeah, stuff, yeah. I was like at a fucking tank top. Like I I I got fucking roasted. But I was like, all right, fuck it. But you do that in the fall. Oh, man. It's like me with Three Gun when he says, let's go out in June and hit that. I'm like, no. no, You were talking about, before we started recording, before Bob got here, we were talking about the Supermotos. And and, and basically, the Supermotos is the the course that I was taking. And they're they're practically dirt bikes with 17-inch wheels and street tires. Yeah. They're fucking badass. They're so much fun. Uh, The the guy instructing it, I'm not going to say Brian's name. Uh, you know, Brian's badass, but it was funny because he was talking about, you know, th- these bikes can do anything. And, and, if, yeah. and, and if hypothetically you were going to get pulled over and you saw a golf course, you can like slide through the fucking golf course. And then if there was a fucking sand dune, you could jump the sand dune and then get on the fucking. Sa- and he just described this whole scenario that was just perfect. And I was like, you could totally do that. And, and this was the first time that I was instructed and taught to ride like on top of the fucking gas tank and put your foot forward and uh, it, it's, well, it's completely different. The power to rate on it, those front ends will just come up on you all day long. And but a lot of it's turning with the dirt bikes and stuff. And you know, because yeah. it's it's a dirt bike that they modified for. Yeah, it's a dirt yeah. bike with street tires. Yeah, at the end of the and day. your turning's I'm, a little different. You know, on the bikes you're leaning a little more. On a dirt bike, you're actually you know giving it gas and you're you're coming around the corner or even using your front brake to come around a, a pin turn and stuff like that. You're doing. A lot of different stuff. Yeah, and, and, and that was the mind fuck. It was like it was like ninety percent front brake, ten percent back brake. I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. Um but you know, it, it was every time we went out, because it was it was like thirty minutes riding, twenty minutes class, thirty minutes riding, twenty minutes class, 30, and we rode eight hours, like just like that. But then it's like we're opening up the dirt. Don't push your front brake. Like what? Wash out. <laughs> yeah. As, yeah. Soon, as soon as you put that, you're like, wait a minute. All day You've it's been, been only front brake. <laughs> yeah. And now it's like, oh yeah, no front brake. And and it, it's yeah, dirt bike handful of that. You're done. Yeah. You're one hundred percent done. And yeah. when I used to ride, I did a lot of dirt. I rode dirt every weekend and street, and it always used to throw me off because. In the dirt, you don't want to grab a whole lot of front, but on the street, and I, it, it would take a little adjusting to until I got used to it. But yeah, it's it's a lot. Different. This is what I like about the 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 BMW G- GSA. 
okay, you have link breaking. And link breaking is you grab the front brake as hard as you can, and it will adjust where the braking should be. 70, 30, 30, 70, 50, 50. Wow. You know, so like there's there's no thought process. And it has the traction control. It's fucking badass. It was a mind fuck when I did that uh, at the the class on Sunday because Mm -hmm. all of a sudden it's like we're going to open up the dirt. When you go to the first turn, uh, don't push your front brake. I was like, what? And then, you know, obviously when you hit the, the fucking the, um, the jumps whoops. or the, the, the whoops, stand up, you know. And then when you hit the second, what do you call it, burn? Burn. Burn. When you hit the second burn, everybody goes over it. I'm telling you guys, everybody goes over it. Come in I'm too fast. You, don't go over it, but you're going to go over it. I'm taking $100 bets. You're coming in you're, too fast. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, I didn't go too fast, and, and I hit it just right, but I almost, I, I actually, on one of them, I I uh, I stalled. I was taking it, and I was like, no front brake, no front brake, back brake. I hit, I stalled, and I grabbed the clutch, was able to start it, stay on the bike, and fucking, you know, get back on it. I was like, oh, fuck it, I did it. But it, it, it's... It's weird because it's one of those things like when you start telling people, don't crash, don't crash, don't crash, don't crash, don't crash. You're like, I'm going to crash. Yeah. <laughs> like, we were brought up on dirt bikes first before we went to, to street. So I think, I feel like that made us better riders on the street part. Yeah. Because, I mean, even sometimes when you lock up your bike, not the front wheel, but your back will slide like dirt. You know, we <laughs> shit gets squirrely. I mean, you you know turn I mean? a lot <laughs> sliding the back in around. Yeah, like that's almost how you, you turn. Kind of like right. drifting. And, and so. sometimes you got to, like, accelerate when you're drifting and you have yeah. to continue more. Like, and, I, and I've been through that. I've been through that. It's just, it's just like ignorance is bliss. Yeah. You know? And, <laughs> and sometimes. Super is a little different because you got the street tire, but, like, in the dirt, there's a lot of times where. You know, you'll hit the back brake to get the slide, and then you start rolling in the throttle to keep it going. Right. You know. But, but you'll, like like you said on, jeez, uh, um, I just thought about it. I ignorance is bliss. <laughs> I said ignorance is bliss, and then you're. Oh, the BMW. Right. Like, if you're used to grabbing that front brake and letting it do that, get on something else and see what happens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 That's what you got to watch that. You know, you get used to no. that. That's a bike you're used to. How, how could I say it? It's just like anything. You know, the gun's all souped up. That bike is, nobody else has that. So you're just used to riding that. You put on yourself on another bike, you get in a situation, you grab a hand for the front brake. Yeah, you're going to eat over. shit. Yeah. You're going to eat shit. Yeah, it's crazy, crazy. Your, your front tire locks up, especially if you don't have ABS. If you don't have ABS, you lock up that front tire, slides underneath you. And we've all seen gnarly crashes like that. You know, I had a buddy of mine, we were going through the 17, which is a, a highway from Santa Cruz to San Jose, and uh, he was taking turns really crazy, but on a streak light. And the streak light has lower suspension. And when he took one of the turns, the corner of the, of, the, of the engine guard touched the ground, lifted the front tire. Yep. Flew out. I mean, that bike's not made for that. that that's, yeah. You want to do that? You do that on the Ducati or something like that. But those yeah. bikes are for... And, and, you know, I've seen guys do it. They get low, and like you said, they'll they'll skip. And if they're going too fast, like you said, it'll come completely out. Or you watch them go pop, and then they'll go. 
I, I think then your it, butthole just puckers <laughs> on that fucking seat. You know what I mean? I, I, I think it, I think it's fucking exciting. Uh, the Bagger Racing League. I think it's so fucking exciting. But then as you read the comments, it's like, what the fuck are you guys doing? They're with these nuts. Baggers. They're fucking and nuts. Racing on this shit like this. This yeah. doesn't. You're that fucking bored that you gotta race. It, it doesn't. That fucking thing. But there's such a fucking exciting. I ended up getting my racer license because of this. You know, I, I went to Willow Springs and took the oh, fucking really? courses and got my license. But then I was like, dude, I'm not. Somebody's like, Robert, if you crash your bike, it, it's just baggers don't crash well. No, no, <laughs> you know, like, the bike's it, heavy. It's you they just don't, don't crash lay it well. down. Yeah, yeah it's not yeah. like it just slides. Uh-uh. And you change your fairing and whatever. Like these things, like, and you have to spend so much more money. But it, it's, but it's pretty fucking exciting to watch these baggers fucking. Ride the way yeah, they that's ride. That's interesting. Well, it's like in Irwindale, they got that figure eight racing, right? So then they gotta they gotta add something to it because in the figure eights, you gotta watch when you come in through the through the figure eight because you just don't want to t-bone each other. Yeah. But then they put this fucking trailer on the back and they put this motherfucker in this car. <laughs> so now you gotta tie. I mean, it's like, <laughs> come on, man. I like, mean, take a break. You don't like, yeah. You know, like that's hard enough. Let alone just just why complicated. Let's just add some shit to it. Yeah. Fuck it. Let's just bring my moonshine down there. We'll just I'll drink it yeah. all. And everybody, everybody a, finishes a jar and and then they jump in there. Yeah. I, the cash up derby would be ten times better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I used to watch Street Outlaws a lot, and uh, they did. They, <laughs> I don't know if you ever watched that show. They did one and made me laugh my ass off. Uh, they all bought. They all pitched in and bought a car, and they swapped the steering lines. So if you turned left, it turned right. Oh, get the fuck out of and here! And they had to go through a course. <laughs> yeah, I think it was blindfolded too, or something like the that. I can't remember. Even, it was that fucking make hilarious. Sense. They're like, and the passenger co-drivers telling them like, "Oh man, you gotta all right." So the the first couple of them just destroyed shit. They were running over cones and that and this because they were like, well, you're going to go left, but then, well, if you go left, you're turning right. So then they started trying to, it was hilarious. What a fucking <laughs> trip, man. Like when, some when, shit when, to pass when, time. When you complicate shit like that, yeah. it's like, dude, what are you doing? Like right is left and left is right. Like what well, the fuck is the point? You know there was drinking involved in some part of that. So oh, you can 100%. actually see, You can actually see these people are going to watch this video and they're going to go, look, man. That she knew what they were talking about, and then they, they went. <laughs> Look what happened! You know, you can see the whole process, but yeah, craziness. Yeah. So, what's next for you guys? You guys shoot guns. You guys make alcohol. You guys live the American dream in California, one of the greatest states in the world, even though it's fucking crazy right now. What what what's next for you guys? What what's the goals? What's the um, and, and actually, one more thing I'm going to add in. Uh, happy Father's Day. Father's Day is coming up. Thank you. Same to you. Thank you, Sammy. Thank you very much. What's, what's next? What, what are you guys' goals in life? So, I don't know if I showed you the picture of the new beast I just bought. The, uh, the 40-foot pusher. Diesel pusher motorhome. Okay, yeah, so yeah. So, I just got... You didn't show me, but I saw it when we were outside your house. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, Joe came out, helped me hook up all the... Uh, the blue ox, the, the tow the Jeep and everything behind it, taking off the Paso Robles next weekend. Wine tasting, so it's a, I call it early retirement seminars. So I'm practicing my retirement as much as possible. Yeah. So the golfing and the the motorhome going on trips. I mean, I just can't wait to where I go somewhere. And I said, you know what? I, I want to stay here three more weeks. You know, that, that's what that's what I'm looking forward to uh, to be able to do that and just relax. I love motor. I've been in motorhomes and trail. You know, uh, uh, toy haulers and stuff my whole life. This is my third motorhome. Two two toy haulers. So it's something I really enjoy. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. 
It'll be loaded with guns. It's not the motorhome you want to come into and moonshine wherever I go. So that's beautiful. Yeah. yeah I was teasing him to put, make a little uh, mobile steel system for the one of the pullout things on the side. On the side, yeah. Still why not? pulls out on the bottom. I'm why cooking. Not? Yeah, why not? <laughs> well, I'll be fully loaded. Trust me. Wherever I go, I'll have cases because it's like anywhere. You know, like when I first started making moonshine, I would take a couple jars with me. Like I, you know, messed up today. I should have brought extra, but. uh I take like cases with me now because every time I went somewhere, everybody's like, I want it. I want it. I want it. And it would just be gone. Yeah. You know? So I'm like, everywhere I go now, I take overabundance. The only time I've never not took you know, like when we went to the tasting, I think everybody didn't realize, uh, that you could buy it or whatever and stuff like right. that. It was just part of the, 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 the persona of the, you know, the thing they bought into afterwards. They're like, Okay, I think if I did it again and the same guys come, they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, I want, I want to get some of that. Yeah, yeah. I, I bought that day because I had done it already. You were already on the podcast. I was already expecting it. Like, oh yeah, I'm gonna fucking have a little budget. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. but yeah, that's 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 what I'm looking forward to. You know, to be able to have time just to be at home. And this is not a business. This is a hobby that you have created and and, yeah. and you want to share with people. Yeah, because yeah. I, I like to, you know, I like to drink it, obviously. And this other stuff has just been experiments that have expanded from basically what I want is this. And, uh, I mean, I enjoy drinking it. I enjoy having other people drink it and enjoy it with me. And I, I th- Does this sound ridiculous? Because um, I'm feeling great, <laughs> obviously, because you're drinking. But would you compare making your own alcohol, like, like cooking your own food? Yeah. Where it's like, I, I don't like eating out. I like what I cook, and this is so much better. Would, would that be a fair comparison? Absolutely. And it, it's the same thing. When I'm cooking, I'm tasting it. Right. So And you're you know, modifying it and you're adjusting. Yeah, yeah. Well, my wife will say, oh, you're coming in all sassy. You've been cooking, huh? I'm like, well, yeah, because I'm tasting it. And then I'm tasting my barrels. <laughs> you're all sassy. And then, you know, I'm tasting my barrels. I'm like, oh, this barrel's coming out really good. How's this one taste? Then I'm tasting this one. And then I'm, I'm tasting it because as you cook, it changes. You know, it goes from 160 to 150 to 140 to 130. Yeah. And I mean, you can... You know, the first one I'll taste it, my lips are numb. You yeah. know what I mean? It's yeah. like when you hit your funny bone. It's like, yeah. but it's like, oh, that's good. I, uh, I like I, the way I'll that call feels. him sometimes. I can tell he's been cooking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. So. But people get addicted to certain things. I, I This is way off left field. But, uh, you know, it, it's it's even even with cocaine. The what, what are they finding right now? And fentanyl. fentanyl They're finding yeah, fentanyl yeah. in cocaine now. And... You're looking at the studies, and it's people want fentanyl. People want that high. There's people that that have done it so long that they're like, you know, I want this fentanyl because it gets me to another level. That's a different. I, I don't. Yeah, I, I know. It's I, I don't comprehend people, it. I don't. But compre- that's a different high. I did not know that. Yes. I thought it was just a filler. No. So so originally, my understanding was it is a filler, and and you know, once you get the product from you know Colombia to Mexico, this that that, it's a filler, filler, filler. But now my understanding is there's people that like the high of fentanyl and they request it with a certain amount of fentanyl because it, it's a different high. So can you just take fentanyl or does it just kill you? I, I mean, I it's like... I really don't know. I forget. My understanding is fentanyl kills you. It, it's and, and the it's smallest little thing, like even touching it can just... Wow. I forget the size so, of it. It's like even like... The, like the, even if, I mean, you picture like a... Tip of a pencil is almost too much. It can kill you. Yeah, it, it's it, insane. It, it, it's got to be. I, I have no idea, to be honest. Yeah, no, I, I, it's just. I've it's just, just heard the that, new thing that I heard was because it's killing. There people. is people yeah. that want it, 
Yeah, and, and the crazy part is it is killing people. It's killing, you know, like uh, like there's people from the comedy store or comedians, you know, yeah. they, they just want regular cocaine and then they get the stuff with fentanyl. I don't know if it's because it has fentanyl or it has too much fentanyl. Well, probably because it's not done like in a lab. It's just done yeah. in somebody's yeah, of house and they don't know exactly how much they're putting in there. And, and I've had this conversation many times. Making drugs illegal doesn't stop people from doing no. drugs. The only thing you're creating is is zero control of how these people are getting their drugs. And when you get zero control of that, that's where you run into problems of overdose yeah. and, and issues. Well, I mean, uh, it's like the weed. Like, like, <clears throat> like if you remember our times when we wanted weed, if we wanted weed, we had to call four or five friends. Yeah. And they knew somebody, and we had to meet somebody in an alley. We didn't know what the fuck we were getting. We had no idea if it was an upper or a downer. Yeah. It was covered in stems. It had a shitload of seeds. When you lit it up, it popped. Well, well <laughs> back like, then, there was no uppers or downers. It was just stems and, and seeds that would pop, and that's it. Uh, and now, look, it's legal, and, and you get to see your flavors. You get to see your THC levels. You get to see it's, it's, it's a different ballgame. It's a well, different ballgame. Like the podcast we were talking about yesterday uh, with Koyo Noir, with Joe Rogan. Um, Joe, they, who's Joe Rogan? They go over, uh, <laughs> they go over guy. a few things, but they were talking about it. It's funny. <laughs> the they were talking fuck about, is that? Yeah. <laughs> they were talking Joe, about who? the fentanyl and this and that. And the problem is, is I like, didn't get to that part, but yeah. If you, if you look at it, they, the market's oversaturated because it's illegal and it's, they just, cut it up with everything. Yeah. Like if you look at weed now, like California, like it has to meet a specific standard. They can't like, I have a buddy who used to grow to sell in dispensaries, but he, uh, he started not being able to sell his stuff because he didn't have all this stuff lined up. And the quality has got to be just this top notch stuff because it is technically legal here. You know, you yeah, federally not, right. but yeah, statewide it right. is, but, but it's California. They regulate every yeah. damn thing. So now it has to be, I mean, it could be the top shit, but you haven't had it right. Regulated. Right. To pay yeah. for this or this or that. Right. It, 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 it's back to, it's back to like uh, organic shit. Like, you know, you, you have to make certain things organic but to have the or organic stamp, it, it's only got to be 75% organic. And, and the only reason it needs to be 75% is organic is because there's no such thing as 100% organic in mass production yeah. for the amount of people that are doing. And that's what people don't fucking understand. I don't even think it's 75%. I think it's 70%. It's even like it, eggs right now, right? So my wife was all on that keto and diet. She's like, yo, we got to have free range chicken eggs. So I go into Costco and even Trader Joe's. It's uh, cage-free, free-range, and something else. I'm like, it's a fucking egg. Yeah. I mean, what? what uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I get where chicken just wear, but but what's the difference between cage-free, free-range? Are you telling me these chickens are just running around eating whatever they Wee, want, free-range? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> free willy. Yeah, yeah. It's like whatever. Yeah. I'm Thank like, you. oh my god. The, the chickens write a letter. I can't. Take but you the know what? But but, but a chicken like you you have you have the space in your property. I, I used to have fucking, I used to have a, a house down the street here in Studio City, and I had, it had one of the biggest lots ever. I was renting it, but it had one of the biggest fucking lots ever. And I had a, a chicken cage, and I had six chickens there, and I'd grab my eggs from my chickens. When you say that, so our dad, you know, our dad was born in Canada, and 
I didn't brothers know and a sister yeah. and my grandma grandpa came down from there. There you go, new info. Canadian citizens and stuff like that. But you guys are immigrants. Yeah, we all are immigrants. <laughs> when we were young, my dad had a. So when you ask how you know how we were raised, why we shot and did all types of stuff like that, my dad had a chicken coop. He had chickens. He had um, rabbits. Rabbits, cockatiels. Co- he raised cockatiels and finches and stuff like that. And he used to hand feed them and sell them uh, um, uh, to the public, you know, but, yeah. but hand fed ones. They were like super tame. But I remember that was my job. I'd come over on the weekends. I'd be cleaning shit and cleaning out chicken coops and all kinds of stuff like that. It was just trippy stuff. Yeah, my, my dad's goal. It was a process. It's, my, not, it's, a, it's a learning he always Life. wanted a ranch, man. If you could have let him have goats and put him out oh, yeah. in the that, he would have loved all that. Yeah, yeah. For for me, it was different because I, I I when I got the property, and again, it was just a rental property, but it was it was a good friend of mine and everything. The person that lived there had the chickens, so I I, I kind of took over from there, <laughs> and and I I learned, you know, you had to service it, clean it, you know, yeah. grab my eggs, and I was like, and I was weirded out at first. I was like. Mm. We'll try one of these eggs, you know? And, and, and I was like, holy fuck, it, it's amazing. It's I amazing. used to tease my wife that I was going to get some chickens for our backyard so I didn't have to mow the grass and everything. Oh. But uh, <laughs> she goes, well, I'm, I'm not eating those eggs. And I'm like, well, you eat eggs from the store? Like, what the fuck's the difference? Out of a different She's like, well, it butt. comes out of their butt. And I'm like, where the fuck you think those ones come from? Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just gotta wash the poop off of these ones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 it's true. It's true. Yeah. So what happened to my chickens was uh, was interesting. Um, I went back there one time, and, and two chickens were missing. And I was like, "What's going on?" I know you want some I go, "Why, why, why, why are two chickens missing?" And I I go and I look to a corner, and it looked like it looked like one of it looked like one of my chickens exploded. The feathers. The feathers. <laughs> what the fuck's going on, right? And then the other one, I saw the claws. Fucking somewhere else on the other side of the property. I'm like, a hawk. What the fuck is this, right? So then, okay, so six, I have four now. Two, self combusted, whatever. And, and yeah. Anyways, uh, the time continues, continues, continues. Now my, my four go to three. And now it goes to two. And I'm like, what the fuck is taking up? And then on the third or second one, it was so evil. Like I'm saying, like the claws were like one side. There was we had an empty pool back there. There was a fucking beak on another side. I was like, this is some fucking evil shit. Now I'm getting to like the last one, and I would let them out. I would let them out. You know. Yeah. Now I'm not letting them out. I'm like, there's something attacking them. I go back there one day drunk. I just went to the club, got back, and then I was like, I'm gonna check on my chickens. I walk back there. And I hear this fucking monster. And I'm thinking like chupacabra, fucking. You know? <laughs> <laughs> blood sucking the, goat. The, yeah. <laughs> you hear the chupacabra, the blood sucking goat from Puerto Rico. Yeah, like, yeah, what yeah. the fuck? Yeah. The military experience. Yeah, coming so, out with your. What? So I'm thinking, yeah, I'm thinking chupacabra, whatever the case is. Anyways, long story short, I hear this fucking noise and this thing's like crawling backwards and I flash a light and it's these fucking eyes. I'm like, what the fuck is that? And it's just. Its eyes were so bright, I couldn't even see the body. Anyways, it was a fucking raccoon. Like, oh, so you four. were leaving them out at night? I, I I would let them out during the day, and at night I'd put them in. Sometimes I wouldn't make it. You gotta but, put but, them but in But still, night. there was no roof on the cage. Oh, they were getting so in. So he was gr- going in, and that's where I got freaked out because there was days that for sure I'd lock the place up, and when I got back there, there was like fucking claws here and a beak there. I'm like, 
Oh, what yeah, the rac- fuck can climb into a fuck? And this thing was like seven foot tall. Yeah, raccoons are fucking easy. Yeah, they're Tell really you a story on a raccoon. When we go up mountain lakes, we go fishing and stuff, and there used to be a trash can where they used to clean the fish. And they couldn't figure out, trash can wouldn't be knocked over, but like where they'd put all the fish heads and stuff in, they couldn't figure out how the raccoons were getting in there. So they videotaped them one night. One raccoon would crawl up, the other one would grab its feet, and it would reach in there and throw the heads out. Wow. Right? And then yeah. it'd pull them back, and then it'd sit there and eat the heads. They couldn't figure it out. And they're, they're very smart. And they're not scared. They're very smart, yeah. And not scared of anything. No. And, and not only that, but you, you can think you killed it, and it will play fucking dead. And, yeah, like a possum. Like yeah. a possum. Yeah. And then when you come back, like I, I remember I, I shot one. I threw in the garbage the next day. That fucker wasn't in the garbage. Like, wow. You know, like, like a fucking 13th crazy. warrior, and I take all their shit with that <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you say that. I was watching a video, I think, on Instagram the other day, and it was a, a dog, and it had a little fox in it. I mean, it dude, it looked dead. It was nudging it. I mean, it, it like wouldn't yeah. tense up or nothing. I'm like, that. Ah, Killed it. Yeah. Score. The yeah. second that dog turned and looked away, and he looked back the other way, Booked boom, it. it was gone. You were like, Booked holy it. shit. <laughs> the we guy went, was videoing the whole thing. We went camping. There was four little girls around this dead squirrel, and it didn't look like he'd been ran over because he was on the side, and I told him, I said, watch it. I said, they'll play dead. Don't mess with him because he'll bite you. And they're like looking at me like I'm crazy. I'm like, I'm telling you, and I've been drinking too. I'm like, watch it. He'll get you. You know what I mean? It doesn't look like he's ran over to me. So <laughs> yeah. it looks like he's playing dead. Don't fuck with him. He's going to bite you. Yeah. He looked at me all crazy. Yeah. No, no. People don't believe that shit. Cause it's hard. It's hard to accept. Like, like. Yeah. I would have poured some moonshine on if I had some. I, <laughs> I would have bite him right away. That would have been awesome. Yeah. But yeah. Maybe we'll hopefully, uh, I know you got that uh, bike show this month, but. Uh, yeah. I don't know. And, and, and you know. Thank you for bringing that up, and and that's that's something that um, I I think people don't realize enough, um, and you've you've even accepted that you haven't realized it that sometimes you just got to show up and go to events yeah. and try these things out, and that's so fucking valuable because I I showed up to a a, a race car event and I did it and I was like I could have done this so long ago and yeah. become a race car driver. And then I did the super the the super moto thing, and I was like, "Fuck, this is the first time I did it." And I was like, "I could have done. I wish I would have done this in my twenties." Yeah. And then the gun competition, you know, I, I gave you a million excuses, saying like, "Bro, I don't think I can make it, or I don't think I could do it, and all that." You're like, dude, just show up. You got yeah. a PC nine, fucking show up. Bring yeah. your fucking gun. You'll 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 have fun. Period. Oh, that's one of the things and we were talking about. There's so many divisions, and there's so you many don't need divisions that you don't you don't. It's it's a mind fuck. Even this podcast, I was going to start this podcast in 2012, but I needed a certain cable, and I needed a certain stand, and I needed this mic that looked like this, and I needed this TV, and I and it was so many fucking excuses yeah. that I didn't do it in 2012. I didn't do it in 2013. I did it in 2000. When did COVID start? 19 uh, 20. 1920. 1920. Yeah. I started 19. I started, 19. I, started, I started like six months before COVID. And podcasts oh, wow. were, you would have been ahead of the curve. Back oh, then. if I would have done it in 2012, are you fucking Joe kidding? Rogan yeah. who? Joe, Joe, Rogan Joe, who? Joe who? Joe who? Rob what? I, I literally had a podcast and I, and I actually recorded two episodes and published it. It was called Man Cave Raw. So it was like, you know, Man Cave Raw. Yeah. Uh, and I had girls like fucking serving drinks. 
with Robert Valderrama, like a TV show. Man Cave Raw with Robert Valderrama. And it was just kind of like similar shit that Ride Boundless has turned into. But my point is, is if you want to do something, just do it. Yeah. Don't overcomplicate it. It's much simpler than what it is. This applies to shooting guns, racing cars, racing motorcycles, or starting a fucking podcast. We, we have a consistent attitude of, I'm not good enough. I'm not ready for it. I can't do it. Nobody will like it. We make all these fucking excuses. And you were saying things earlier that I was like, it, it's just showing up and doing it. Yeah. It really is just showing up and it's doing it. It's not the best time to have a baby right now. But it never is. You know what I mean? So right. it's funny you say that because I get a lot of feedback from this. They're like, why don't you go start? Why don't you do it? And I mean, it, it's probably every other IPA brewery or anybody making a spirit. It's the same way. They started out like I did. You know, yeah. I just got to kick myself in the ass and just say, you know what? I mean, and, and, make and, money and, for and, something and like I get, do? I don't want to call it demons. I, I get the, I get how complicated it is sometimes. I get like, even when you do it just for yourself, it's like, I got to do this. Do I really want to do this? I did just go to work all day and, and today was a hard day and I made a lot of fun. Like, you know, like you have to even convince yourself to do it for yourself. Yeah let alone to do it at a commercial grain. But, but it's just like fucking doing. do it, man. Yeah. I, actually, that was a conversation I just had with my 13-year-old. My 13-year-old lives in, in Florida. And and he texted me. I mean, I don't want... He actually just texted me multiple times. I don't want to get all into it. But he, he wrote to me... He wrote to me... Where is it? Anyways, this is too much dead air. <laughs> but he, he wrote to me. He's like, Dad, I want you to teach me how to invest. How, how do I do business? How do I make money? And I was like, fuck that. Don't worry about investing and making money. F what do you want to do? Let's start off with what do you want to do? Like, what are you going to invest? You, you have no money to invest. Yeah. And, and you have no, no goal. Let, 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 let's start off with you're 13 years old. What do you want to do? Okay. You want an investment? Okay. Let's find out what you want to do in life. Yeah. Do you want that's to be an actor? Do you want to invest in yourself? Yeah. Exactly. And, and that's what it just kept leading to. It was like invest in yourself. Do what you want to do. Once you find out what you want to do. Yeah. Do that. And then that will turn into money. And yeah. then we'll talk about investing. Okay, but yeah. but a thirteen year old asking you, what should I invest in, or how do I invest, or how do I make money? It's like, yeah. wait, that's not even a conversation you sh you should be even thinking about. It, yeah. it's not yeah. like what what do you mean? Get through high school, buddy. <laughs> Get through high school. <laughs> I mean, he like, likes golfing and stuff, but that same situation. Uh, I mean, like I not just being the assistant match director for the three gun thing. Like I used to go every month. I usually don't miss a month, but. I enjoy it because you get out there, you know, you've been in the range, you've seen phones don't Beautiful. work. Yeah, yeah, perfect. <laughs> it's the Bermuda Triangle for cell phone reception. So, <clears throat> go out there, the camaraderie with the people, the, just the, the sport itself. Like, I mean, even if you don't, like, for instance, I, the division I shoot, I can shoot four different guns depending on the situation. At the same time? No. Nah. <laughs> I'm kidding. But, like, I was telling you, you could just show up with your, you know, PC9. <laughs> And shoot the entire match with just that one 
weapon where I use different ones, but say, you know, you wanted to shoot three gun, but you didn't say have a shotgun. Right. Like, and you weren't sure you were like, Hey, I want to get one. Like you, everybody there is so friendly and so helpful. And it just the, the community itself is just so great that, I mean, Hey man, mind if I try your gun or, I mean, I've shot people's rifles and shotguns, like literally not just after the stage is done just to try it. Like I've literally shot it in the match just to see how I would like it under the, the pressure of the timer going off and all that stuff. So you, the community is very, very tight. So yeah. if there's like a gun you want to try, you know, just like, you know, the guys with the bikes. Yeah. Not everybody's yeah. all crazy because the bikes, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. A gun's unsafe, but you don't let anybody ride your bike. Cause you know, if they're going to go down and yeah. screw you have no, yeah. You know what I mean? So when somebody's riding your $80,000 bike, like those guys were up there, you're like, you really got to kind of know that guy. But, you know, if you've ridden with this guy a lot, and it doesn't mean he still can't go down, but if you're out there, it's a kind of a different story. Like, man, I'm, I'm really looking at that gun. I'd like to buy it. And the guys will be like, here, Just try it. down with it. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. there was, there's been a couple instances where I've seen a, you know, new... Isn't, isn't that interesting? But if you look at the basic, if you look at the black and white, you have a weapon of mass destruction... And that's easier to give to somebody to practice shooting versus if you have a motorcycle Taking that's your bike. hobbyist. It's like, yeah. uh, it, it's it's like, I mean, it's almost like the whole girlfriend thing. It's like weapon of mass destruction. It's like, hey, 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 take the weapon of mass destruction. Leave my fucking. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But I've seen guns where it's brand new out. And like, oh, man, you got one? They're like, yeah, you mind if I try? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You shoot it. And you're like, oh, man, it wasn't really for me. Or, yeah. you know, man, I got to get one. So. It, it, the community's great. That that that's community, like you know. Again, I, I kind of, it's a great conversation. But uh, the bike shed, you know, it, it's 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 a good community. If yeah. you look at what's going on, it's a good community. The reason I like it is because I've been riding motorcycles for over twenty something years, and I mean, I'm talking about like hardcore riding, street, street, street. I didn't do a lot of dirt bike. I didn't do a lot of that. But like if like, if you look at my BMW, my Harley, my Livewire, if you look at the mileage that I've done, it's L.A. city riding, bumper-to-bumper traffic lane splitting mileage. And I have a lot of it. And I've never met people that I can get along with because it's always like you're a wannabe one percenter. You know, it's like you got to wear your fucking vest. <laughs> or the BMW people, it's like it's too technical. And it's like, it's like dude, I just like riding. Yeah, I just like riding, and Bike Shed has created a community of. It, it's the MC for people that don't want to be in an MC. Yeah, like well, that. LA hasn't had something like that, and they haven't had something like that. And and I I totally dig the fact that of the you know the Bike Shed, and and what I'm saying is is it's a community. Same thing when we went to that gun range, it, it didn't matter if it was. Because we ran into people you knew, yeah. we ran into family you knew, but then we ran into people that you you know casually knew and that weren't family, and they were just as welcoming. Yeah. And it's that fucking community and that values that yeah. you appreciate. Yep. This podcast, this community, that that's what this is. This is uh, this is the only community that I've created where I can look at you and say, turn off your fucking phone, turn off your fucking phone. There's no phones allowed. Yeah, the community of no phones. And we can have an intricate conversation. And talk the guy about I was just reading his son's text. <laughs> oh, wait. 
What a dick. But that was funny. <laughs> Good job, Bob. Good job, Bob. Nice twist at the end. But yeah, exactly. Not yeah, if I, if I don't, you know, I've had a little knee injury, so I haven't been able to shoot much. But if I don't, if I don't get to shoot like once a month, I it drives me nuts. It's like my my thing. So, I mean, he, like I said, when the weather's good, he'll go. But me, I, I don't like missing it because that's my, and I got a lot of hobbies. I got too many to be honest, damn it. But like, that's the one where it, it levels me for the month, you know? Yeah, I ain't so. sitting at home. That's for sure. Yeah. What, 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 what are the hobbies do you have like that you're, you're, you're just as passionate? Uh, God. Like it is guns. Um, Right now, that one's kind of the, the big one, but. You know, I'm starting to do a little golfing with him. You know, haven't been in a few months since my knee, but um, you know, we go riding, go to Glamis, dirt. I got a sand rail. I have a boat. We like to go to the river. You know, during the summer, stuff like that. But and I've been, I've haven't done it in years. But I used to paintball. I mean, I've I've always had something paintball. that I've just paintballing was amazing. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, this that was a, something back then, huh? It's a yeah. trip. Back in the days, that shit was fucking crazy. <sighs> I, I used to paintball, and I was really fucking good at it. But I'll never forget, this was in Santa Cruz County. I used to play a team. They were called the Marauders. And they were fucking uh, ex-Vietnam veterans. The highest score that one of them did was uh, 13 kills with only three shots. Exactly. I I hope everybody's watching this. That's the face that everybody gives. Like, what the fuck? They yeah, had this matrix paintball or what? Exactly. That's what I was like. What the fuck are you talking about? Did he about? have a knife with a paintball on it? Yeah. He was Damn. sticking everybody in shit? Close. Close. So uh, we all re- we all realize whose fault. Who the fuck's fault? Dude. That ain't mine. Oh, God. fucking Bob. Have you never been a podcast? <laughs> God damn silent. it. silent. I didn't know Stop it was drinking. I, we <laughs> all saw it. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck is your problem? <laughs> Three shots. Uh, thirteen kills, paintballing. So we Let's all we all know, we all know. The, I, I gotta hear it. We all know the rule. Uh, oh, if, if you're th- if you're three pe- if you're three feet away from somebody, you can't shoot. When, once you walk yeah. up to somebody, it's, no face, yeah. anything no like fa- that. Yeah. You once you're once if you can creep up to a person three feet in distance, you're like you're done because yeah. it, the, the paintball is so painful. This guy had. Six, five or six of those. Oh, so they tapped out. Is what you're saying? They tapped out. Came up, tapped them top of their head, and tapped out. And long story short, other than the three shots and two of them, he would grab a knife because again, this was a Vietnam vet. Yeah, and he would put the back of the blade on the neck and be like, "You're out." That's it. So never he, fucking playing with that guy. No, 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 nobody wanted to play with this guy. The, the, the team was called there. the Who team. This guy was going to snap and it was going to be the other way around. This guy, the Marauders, the Marauders. They were oh ex Vietnam fucking veterans. God. Whatever that like insane, but 13 kills, three shots. So he was just so sneaking was, up on people. Just sneaking out. You're out. He would tap the gun on your back. Goddamn damn. Cochise just you're running out. around fucking good Lord. <laughs> yeah. Fuck that. I used to play with these guys, and I'm telling you, man, I knew something was wrong with you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> this was uh, cheers, cheers to the to the Marauders paintballing. Yeah, what the fuck are you doing? Well, I'm not gonna. Shit. Well, you got an empty cup, all right, all right, I'm telling you. dude. If Bob knew this, like this is unacceptable. Come on. 
Okay, let's let's get into let's drink this. Well, we do know this was full when I brought this one, right? We do know that. That's the rhyme. Um, <laughs> let's end this because we're getting on two hours, yeah. which oh, is wow. not even a big deal. But um, let, let, let's give some life advice. Let, let's go by the older brother. Everything in life, everything you've done, your accomplishments, your failures, what would you recommend to your your younger generation? Life um, advice, whatever. It, Drinking, it, alcohol, it's passions. It's kind of a tough one. Never stop drinking because it's a, you're a quitter. No, I'm just joking. And that's, uh, like, that's like a <laughs> hey, always hey, one, yeah. whatever. But um, uh, life's too short. I mean, you know, I've been a manager working for the CBLA for a long time, and I've watched a lot of people just work their lives away. You know, our dad could have retired a lot er earlier than he did. Um, life's too short. You don't know what the next one is. So, I mean, obviously enjoy what you do. Enjoy it to the fullest. And, I mean, it doesn't have to be bougie. I mean, sometimes I remember it was just the easiest things in life. I, I enjoyed, didn't have to cost a lot of money. The simple things. Just the simple yeah. thing. Man, a 12-pack and a and a damn old-school barbecue with some carne asada on it. Man, you could have a great time at a park. You know, yeah. it's just, I mean, when you get yeah. older, I mean, you know, the That's stuff. True. But it's just a, a, just the easy stuff. I mean, just enjoy life. I mean, if you can retire, retire. You know, I got guys I'm working with is 36 well, it's like we can all retire, in. but it's like we, but no, they we're, can we're, we're, we're convinced to have this other life. But that, I mean, what I'm saying is, is like with us, it's 55 and 30 to retire. These guys are 36, 37 years in and they have nothing else to do. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm like, man, there's plenty of other things in life to, I mean, you don't have okay, to, to, to make it fair. Everything you said is beautiful. It's, it's very beautiful. And I'm sorry for interrupting, but to make it fair. For yourself, if you can go back 15 years, 20 years, what would you tell your younger self? Make moonshine? No. <laughs> <laughs> Get rid of my ex-wife earlier. <laughs> <laughs> There's that too. No, seriously, yeah, yeah, fuck it. That, it's true. It's yeah, true. Yeah. Like when people divorce, I had somebody on the podcast recently, and she's like, I got divorced, and I was like, Congratulations. Because there's there's nothing bad about a divorce, it's it's that two people realize they don't they're not happy together, yeah. and they're finally deciding to move on. Congratulations! So d d so that'd be one. Divorce your wife sooner. Don't get married. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Then you don't have your kids. You talk about all type of stuff like that. But I mean, my my divorce was a little different, you know, to to a certain extent, and uh, you know, well. Fuck it, let's throw it out. You know, she took off with another guy, was pregnant two months out of the house. Her marriage lasted a whole year and a half and uh, wanted to come back three years later and say, uh, would you like to try this again? No. Yeah, but, but you kind of no. get what I'm saying, though? Is yeah. It's, yeah. You build your whole life and you, you built your home, you built everything and where you would be at a certain extent in a whole nother place. There, there, there's a saying that, that goes, this is my version of it, but it goes, uh, if you love something, you should let it go. If it comes back to you, you shouldn't take it back because nobody wanted it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no. Fucking A. But then, you know, like where, where I'm at right, right? now, you know, I've Straight only out. been with my wife right now, four years married. 
good Lord, you know, where we could be if that was there, you know, just what we've accomplished now. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? If he could go yeah. back, he could live it over. I would definitely start cooking moonshine a lot earlier. Uh, I would definitely probably be doing that as a living, you know, stuff like that. I mean, I guess, it, you know. Yeah, but that's, that, listen to what I'm saying. If you could talk to your 10, 15, 20-year-old self, what would you recommend? Yeah, stuff you like know, that. It, that that's, it, it would be... Make fucking moonshine. It'd be like what you're doing now. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and here's the thing. Honestly, to the point, no BS aside, I'm really enjoying the shit out of my life right now. So, I mean, where, where, where it took me and those experiences, that's part of your character. That That's what makes you you. Yeah. You know, maybe that's what made me me and it makes me enjoy things a lot more now and appreciate things a lot more. So, yeah. you know, maybe that's, I needed to go through some of those things and maybe I wouldn't be the same person if I didn't go through that stuff. So, I mean, no, it, sounds, 100%, it yeah. sounds good to go back to that a little bit, but maybe, you know, maybe that made me yeah. the, the little salty or whatever, whatever I got going on that, that got me to do this. So, but I can say I'm a point in my life. I'm really enjoying it. I mean, I'm meeting people like you right now through the, you know, bike shed, moonshine, uh, guns, guns, rifles, and it's just, drinks. I, I, at this point, I wouldn't change anything. How's that? But back, if I could do a couple things different, but right now I'm really enjoying what I'm doing. What about you, Joe? Uh, get to learn a lot from him. Seeing, uh, you know, like he's explained some of it. I what, what, what's what's the age uh, age difference? Ten years. Ten years. Yeah. Oh, that's that's good to know. Yeah. That really is so, good to know. Yeah. I mean, I learned my, a lot. My oldest and youngest from two different marriages is exactly 10 years. Really? I'm like, they, they, how would they even get along? Like, yeah. it doesn't even make sense. Yeah. But, uh, you know, see him go through his stuff and we all go through stuff. But, you know, one, uh, one thing that kind of changed my outlook was my, when our dad passed, uh, you know, he was always there. Never, you know. Do you guys speak French? No. No, we weren't the frogs. We weren't the frogs <laughs> we, we, part of uh, I had to uh, ask. Come on. No. But, 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 no. But to put a little more character, not to cut it on him, is my dad worked for the city, I worked for the city, and Joe works for the city. Yeah. So we're three generations deep and working for the city of Los Angeles. Yeah. But, I mean, he, he worked a lot, and it was to provide for us and try to get us the things that he never had and show us a you know, great life. But, you know, I, I don't regret anything, but... I, when he, when he passed it, I, I got a different outlook on things. I used to work, I mean, nonstop all the time, just constantly grinding it. I mean, I'm, I'm dedicated to work and I like, you know, I do work, but it's like, there's times where it's just, you know, my, my daughter, I had, I had kids a little later. My, you know, I turned 43 next Thursday, actually. Happy and, birthday. uh, thank you. Gemini. And, uh, Gemini, right? No, cancer. Cancer. And uh, my little one, she'll be eight in August. And, you know, oh, uh, yeah, I just, uh, you know, there's times where, you know, I, I, I feel bad that I'm caught up with, you know, work and different things. But there's there's days that they're like, oh, we really need you to work. And I'm like, I'm, I'm out. I'm, I haven't seen my kid in almost three, four days. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm the weekend's mine. I'm out. You know, there's we're, certain weekends I do, certain weekends I don't. That's and the it's point just, where we're you, saying life's too short. You have to find that happy Life medium short, and, and not neglect the things that make you happy yeah you know? I, I i saw i saw i saw a, a social post i think it was eddie murphy and he was filming in a movie i think coming to america too and he says uh okay let's pretend you live 100 years let's just pretend you live 100 years 
That's 100 summers, 100 winters, 100 falls, 100 springs. That's it. The first few don't count. I don't remember them, yeah. The last ones don't count. That gives us roughly 40 good summers, winters, springs, and falls. Yeah. Most of us are halfway through that. Yeah. So that leaves us 15, 20 good summers, springs, and falls. Enjoy your fucking life. Yeah. Enjoy your fucking life. I'm looking at me right now. I'll be be 53 in November. I'm looking at, in my mind, as long as my health's good, I got 20 solid in my mind. Because I see some other guys I golf with and stuff. I got at least 15 to 20 solid good years that I'm enjoying myself right now. Like... Life to my ex- fullest extent. I can afford it. I'm enjoying it. You know what I mean? I'm at that point. Yeah. And but think about that. Though. Yeah. Yeah. You've no. Got 20 it, years it, right now yeah. to really enjoy. Yeah. Dude, I just turned. I just turned 40. Yeah. And, and I'm like, that's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. But then you're like, wait a minute. Like when I used to sell cars 20 years ago, the people that I thought were old were just 40. And then now they're 60. And I'm like, well, wait, what the fuck? And yeah. now all of a sudden, your your, your mathematical equations and, yeah. and calculations are like, wait, time out. What's going on? <laughs> no, because cause now I'm going to be 53, right? Yeah, so I'm yeah. like, oh, those fucking people are old. I'm like, oh, shit, they're 55. I'm like, I'm old. <laughs> yeah. You know yeah, yeah. I mean? that, that, that's me. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, you're like, 53. You're like, 55, so old. Yeah, wait a minute. fucking yeah. old. Senior yeah. citizen. You know, like the other And guy, that's the worst thing you can do is compare yourself to anybody and anything. You should just enjoy life for what it is. But for some reason, there's a pressure that you start comparing. And you're like, wait a minute. Like, maybe, you know, this, that, 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 that. Like, it's, I was going to say a story. And I'm not going to say it because I caught myself. Because I I didn't drink that much. And I'm going to say cheers to, to the assholes and to the players and to the people of life. Uh, I'm very honored to have you guys here. Yeah, I appreciate it. Joe, we, we had a great time, Rob. Absolutely. Joe, thank you for the experience we had on Saturday. Uh, Bob, honestly, uh, as a friend, as a as a bro, cheers. Connoisseur. I, as a connoisseur, cheers. I think that's a wrap. Thank you, guys. <laughs>